All right, what's going on? Welcome into College Ball Tailgate. Remember, for the new listeners, you can skip around. Everything is time-stamped. If you get pissed off from me giving a review or whatever it is, skip around on the episode. No big deal. It's right there in the show notes yep. wherever you're listening to the podcast. All right, special thanks to BetUS, our favorite sports book, great friend of the show. When you sign up with BetUS... Put in promo code TAILGATE. It helps us out, get you all kinds of offers, bonuses. It's uh, really the way to go. Put in promo code TAILGATE. But the thing is, I know we have a lot of listeners in states where sports betting isn't legal yet, right? Yeah. Well, you know these people. We got criminal listeners. We got that's criminal listeners, exactly. So if you want a yes. good book that's offshore, BetUS fits perfectly. But not only that. You're they're a gonna bad have, boy. They're going to have all, all the uh, games we talk about on the show. They also have casinos uh, like, like roulette. Blackjack, all yeah. the all the good stuff, all the hits, all the classics. They have horse racing. How many books can you bet the horses at? Bet the ponies. You bet the ponies. Who wouldn't love and that? My favorite, the entertainment bets. Bet on your favorite TV shows, award shows. It's all there. Bet US online. BetUS.com. Promo code tailgate. Love it. By the way, yeah. T- speaking of timestamps, timestamps. Say, uh, make sure you pay attention to the the where we get really deep into the weeds of math at, towards the end of the show. Yeah. Double negatives. Uh, you know what's two times zero? That math kind of theory. Stuff. We got Will's math theory at the end of the show. Yeah, so big all math, right, let, math guys. Let's get into it right now. We'll talk to everyone soon. For sure. Okay, I have a quick question. Uh, so this is like a sociological approach. This is a mm. how do you approach something yes. just in, in public. So today, deep thinking. I was, uh, or, or a couple days ago, I was uh, at the bar getting a drink, getting some stuff to go, and there was a soccer game on. And one, there was a soccer fan, obviously to the left of me, who was enjoying the game. Sure. I. It seemed like I was clearly enjoying. Was it the a world? Game, it must have been a world cup. It was game. a world cup game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there was someone to my right who had just sat down didn't really seem to be paying attention too much and halfway through he leaned to me and goes boy these are the biggest actors in the world aren't they and so like soccer players yes because they're like diving. They're diving and stuff and so look i'm sure a lot of people listening right now agree with him and that's fine but i i watch soccer a lot and i didn't really so the question is just in general mass question right uh uh meta question is meta. when someone does something like that is it best to just say, oh, yeah, and sort of go along with it, even if you f- strongly disagree? Mm. Or do you always stand up for exactly what you believe in? Stand up for your because, beliefs. Because right, even if it means starting a conversation or whatever it may lead to with some stranger in the bar, like where do you, what's the proper approach there? I think it's situation-based. I mean, depending on how you're feeling, you got to figure out what, you know, what this guy's looking like. You know, is he... Looking like somebody who wants to start something. Does he look like he's had a few he, in he him already? He was an older guy. Like, no, older guy, earring. And know, is hipster. he someone that you want? Like, uh, Smitty's definitely right. This is 100% situational. If it's someone you're like, man, I just don't want to talk to this guy. I don't want to have a conversation. Then, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, for sure. If it's the opposite, because you left the third option out, which is to just lie and and argue the opposite of whatever he says regardless of your beliefs well because there's three <laughs> options here really there's like oh yeah right. even if you don't agree there's the hey stand up for my beliefs or it's like hey i'm just gonna argue with this guy just for the sake yeah. of arguing just to be a dick i just kind of gave it a <laughs> just and, and just defuse it as quick as possible but i also had a ear uh uh, uh earbud in oh and he was on the side of my earbud so, oh. so i had to take out the earbud so he needed a friend him. He needed a friend. Yeah, but, he, but he, was he probably with, saw he was that earbud was in. He was with his wife. Uh, yeah, he definitely needs a friend then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could he, he, he see? That, yeah, and he, he still talked to you? That's actually like yeah. a dick move. 
Kind of was, yeah. yeah. So I probably just put it right back in afterwards. Very <laughs> nonverbal. Yep. You know, let me watch I, this game. Yeah, you should have just said something weird and crazy to scare him off. That's <laughs> you what know, I think. that's always a move. Yes. Just, <laughs> just say something. Yeah, that's funny. Well, uh, look, we're back in the studio, oh, which feels back. great. We're, we're, back. we're back in the studio. Producer Smitty is here. Um, Tyler Walgy is here. I'm your host, Bill Chambers. Um, we don't do the formal intros really anymore. So no. for those that don't know, that's who the you know the three amigos really are. Yeah. But look, we have a great show. Obviously, bowl bowl season is kicking off. Yeah. We've got a lot of bowl games to break down. We've got segments. We've got college football news. But obviously, um, with today being you know December 14th, Wednesday, we're going to talk a lot, and we're going to start with Mike Leach. Right? Uh, he passed away. Uh, on Monday, I believe was it Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember. Uh, but it was. Well, today is Wednesday, so it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think it was Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, look, Sunday he had. It sounded like he suffered a heart attack. That was the report, and he was in critical condition. And it, it's just crazy. It's super sad. First of all, obviously for you know for for his family and for uh, all of the the students you know on and the players on the team and people that knew him super well. But it's honest, like. It's like he's such a he was such an iconic figure in college football that um, it's crazy. Like it, it's hard to actually believe that he's just gone because he was just there on the sideline doing Mike Leach stuff, and now he like just really fast. It shows how everything changes and how fragile life is. But it's a huge loss for the world of college football. Yeah, uh, this one it hit me like it was weird. You know when when, I, when it was announced because I I just sort of thought that he would bounce back. They were being very brief and very general with the news when he was in the hospital. Right. And I just kind of thought that, you know, he would bounce back and everyone was talking about it when he didn't. You know, I've always been a huge Mike Leach fan. I've always loved Mike Leach. For sure. I've always incorporated him in different little fun things we've done on the show. And just from a coach's point of view, I've always had his back because I always thought he was not even necessarily an underrated head coach, but I thought he was unfairly criticized. I thought based on the offense he ran and then in the niche way that he approached football, people never really gave him a shot. And I always wanted to be the devil's advocate to that. I always wanted to be the one pushing back, giving a legitimate numbers-based approach as to why I thought that was wrong. And so, you know, he was uh, that, that's just a, from a football point of view. So we're going to miss him like like hell on the field, and that just sucks. But as a person... Well, I mean, you guys and the audience who's been listening for a while now, you guys can know I kind of have a little Mike Leach in my personality, right? I'm a little bit of a different person. I'm a little weirdo sure. sometimes. Like my sense of humor doesn't know, always make sense to everybody. I'm sure a lot of the audience is like rolling their eyes when I get on my path sometimes, <laughs> you know, so it's it's it, I don't know. It just it really sucks. And we're going to miss him a ton. And, you know, people like that, it's uh, they're they're so rare in life. And so, you know. Shout out to Mike Leach's family. Hope everyone gets through it. And this one was tough. This one was tough. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, like he he was just such a unique personality, and, I, and not just like even personality. Like the even from like a football standpoint, like not a lot of teams are running the air raid, and there's a lot of you know coaches that come from his coaching tree, you know, as as they say. But like everything about him was unique. You know, his teams played unique. Um, he was such a like. Even if you were someone that was like a Mike Leach hater, of which there probably were plenty, um, like you still like you loved watching him. Uh, I don't know. He was he was someone who drew attention, and and you always wanted to watch and see what he had to say. And he was hilarious and said like the funniest things. Like he was just such a a vibrant person in the world of college football. And yeah, I mean like for 
th- things to just like, end so abruptly and all of a sudden Coach Bowl doesn't have Mike Leach anymore feels super weird. It's it's honestly super sad. And well, um, well, well, what we'll do is next week I'll put together a little uh, tribute. I didn't have time this week. I did a few other things for the show, and I want to give it the old the old college try when I put something together for Mike Leach. And for those new to the show, what I do sometimes is put together these like. What would you call it? little audio montages, yeah. sure. tributes, whatever it might be? So I'm going to do that for for Mike Leach, and in there I got to include my one of my favorite answers he's ever had is when he was asked when he was at Washington State if all of the mascots battled each other who right. would win all the Pac-12 mascots, and he wins yeah. school by school and is like, well, you know, the, the the Cougar could certainly stand up, but I tell you, the Buffalo is something else, and those Bruins. Though, I mean, you, you get a bear upset, and they can climb up trees <laughs> as well. And he just went through all of the mascots. Oh, so yeah. it was hilarious. Really, like, seriously. He was putting a lot of thought into it. Yeah, so yeah. RIP, RIP, let Mike Leach, and uh, we'll have to find a way to bring him up in some games uh, in, in the future. So Yeah, and they, Mississippi State announced today they're going to promote defensive coordinator Zach Garnett to head coach, not just at an interim level. He's going to be the new head coach. I don't know what the contract details are. Um, but he's taken over the program that they did announce they're going to play their bowl game as well and and, and honor Mike Leach uh, by playing. That's cool. Um, but, you know, pretty pretty wild stuff for sure. And other coaching hires as well. Purdue hired uh, Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator from Illinois. Ex-buff. Um, ex- oh, no way. Yeah, he yep. used to play on CU's uh, – on C- when was he there? 2000 – I want to say the mid-2000s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he played safety. He was good. Ryan Walters. So. Interesting. Was yeah. he someone Thanks that was well. being thrown around before yeah. Dion as a name to hire? Yep. Interesting. Yep. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, Stanford, they hired Sacramento State's Troy Taylor as the new head coach. <laughs> you were right. Remember when we played uh, Hope or Nope? Yeah. And you're like, no, it's for no. Stanford. They're, they're, oh, the glory days are behind. They them. are for the sure. glory <laughs> days are behind Stanford. <laughs> yeah. It was a good run. And yeah, I mean, look, I don't know anything about uh, Troy Taylor or Sacramento State, but just the fact that a Pac-12 team is hiring a head coach from Sacramento State, like that tells me that they didn't have a lot of options. I know something about him. Okay. He's a man with two first names. Troy Taylor. So he can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. Interesting. We've established that. What is... Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, the the mascot. If you had to guess what Sacramento State's mascot was right off the top oh, of your it's, head. Oh, it's like a serpent or something, right? <laughs> it's, no, it's not a serpent. Uh, a bull. Um... I thought, a it was bowl? A, I thought it was a bowl. A bowl. Oh, th- a bowl. I, was, a I was like a bowl. <laughs> yeah, a big bowl. The bowls. Like a fruit bowl. Um, I thought it was like a snake for the S. They are the Hornets. Huh, I'm thinking of yes. a different team. You are thinking of someone different. It was the Sacramento State Hornets. Hmm. So, you know, it's well, pretty solid. Okay. But that's who Stanford hires. Okay. Um, you know, if, uh, some other transfer news, but nothing crazy. I mean, honestly, like at this point, most of the big head coaching jobs have been filled. We know what's happening with Mississippi State now. And so now all the news is really turning to players that are dropping out of bowl games. And we saw with... Um, you know, uh, with Ohio State, obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba, who you know injury related, I don't think he was just healthy and is, and is turning on the playoffs, but he's not going to play. Same for Travion Henderson, and so obviously when we break down, uh, I believe that's the the uh, Citrus Bowl. I can't remember, but when we break down the the playoff matchup, you know, coming up in, in a couple weeks uh, between Ohio State and Georgia, this will play a big effect. Them not having Jackson Smith and Jigba, even though he was out for most of the year, but not having Travion Henderson available for that game as well uh, will be a big deal. And so you're just starting to see more and more players that are kind of dropping out of there of, you know, and saying, hey, we're, I'm not going to play the bowl game. There was another one. I can't remember that, that just got announced the other day. Uh, 
is his first name Dylan Hyatt from Tennessee, the wide receiver? Oh, yes, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Thank you. That was exactly what it was. So Jalen Hyatt, the, the wide receiver who won, I believe, the uh, – I think it's the Blitnikoff, Blitnikoff Award. Yeah. Um, Blitnikoff, yeah. He is, is going to forego t- Tennessee's bowl game and just go straight for the, you know, for the draft. And, again – I totally get the the players making this choice. Like we've talked about this before. I support any player that's like, hey, I don't want to risk my NFL career or whatever for a game that doesn't matter. But when we expand to 12 games, there's going to be a lot less of this because you're going to see – I think there will probably still be some players that are like in the 11 seed and say, hey, yeah. I'm not going to play. But I think more and more players will will not be setting up bowl games because they think, hey, we've got a chance to make some some noise in the playoffs. I also have a bit of a prediction what okay. we're going to see in the near future for bowl games because we're gonna, I think it's going to be a problem that teams who don't make the final 12 are going to – this is going to be a rampant problem. So mm-hmm. here's what I think happens. In the era of NIL – I think these bulls start competing with one another to give away the most awesome gifts ever for those who play. Ooh. So if you play, you get like a new Xbox and 5,000 cash and tickets to go to wherever. I like that. Yeah, so that's what I think is going to happen in the near future because it's going to be all be allowed and legal, but it's going to be like, hey, you got to play in the game. Or why not just include that as like, I wouldn't be surprised if certain companies would include that as part of the NIL deal. Like, hey, you get paid this much for this year if you play your bowl game it's another you know what i mean like that's how pro sports contracts are are worked out you get more you get paid for playing in the playoffs if you're a pro athlete it's not like all of a sudden you know the the paycheck stopped just because the regular season is over and so i wouldn't be surprised to see incentives like that for players to even stay and not go pro yeah yeah for sure but i mean uh, why not i mean why not will would you skip a bowl game if you now look you play for cu I mean, this, no. CU is oh, it. If I play for the Buffs, CU has won. <laughs> let's say they had a, a nine and three season. They finished Alamo Bowl second. Yeah, they're in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, I'd play. But you're projected to go in the first two rounds of the NFL draft in the bowl game. How long nothing. have I been at CU for? Is this a is this a two and done, or have I been here? Am I a fifth year senior? No, you were. You're a redshirt. Uh, Junior, so you've played. No, no. Okay, you've, you've played three years, but you've been there four. If it's this the Alamo Bowl, year. I'm saying I love y'all. I'm going to the league. Ah, you're not going <laughs> to risk it. No, wow. not, none of it's it, it's the Alamo Bowl. If we're, Tyler, in, if we're in the Tyler's playoffs, officially not fighting for his brothers. <laughs> Let's just get that out there. Yeah, I love how he does this. He's yep. like Rachel Maddow. Yeah, look, I'm a hard-hitting journalist, <laughs> and I bet a lot of our listeners are huge fans of hers, no doubt. You know what? I just threw a name out there. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what realm that is, but I think it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, look, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, fight you know, in the trenches for your brother. You're like Walter Smitty? Cronkite. Smitty, how about you? I mean, come on. What would you do? Yeah, I'm it, out, too. If it's yeah. the Alamo Bowl. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. See, no way. that's the whole thing. If they're in the playoff, I play in the 12 team playoff, no, you do I would play he for Michigan so every, every time. transparently phony. That is such bullshit. You no would way. never do that. Yes, yes. You're not. I would play for Michigan. Will tries to be such this man of the people. It's like this whole thing he does. I don't. I see I'm a man of my people. I think the audience is right through it too. No, you're you're full of shit. I actually think I would play for Michigan if it was like anything. Such a lie. This could be my last. I don't want to even talk about this because you know what? He's making me look bad because he's lying through his teeth, trying to do this whole thing. I don't believe you, and if you believe him, you're gullible. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. This actually brings up a memory. I'm glad that just like this interaction we're having because one time you and I were having a conversation it may have been on this podcast but this was years ago i just remember and we got into an argument and you were i what i said somehow we were talking about lavar ball he was like popular at the time and you were like uh all i said somehow the 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 subject of like meeting lavar lavar ball came up and you were i think you said something like along the lines of like 
if you met him, you would you would get his autograph? And I was like, no, I wouldn't. And you like <laughs> argued with me so bad. You were like, no one believes you will that you wouldn't want LeVar Ball's autograph. And I, I was like, why wouldn't I want? Le- why would I want LeVar Ball's autograph? It I, means nothing. I believe far, far more <laughs> that you wouldn't get LeVar Ball's autograph than you would play for Michigan, projected to be the number one overall pick in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. I believe that a lot more than that. I would play it. I would do it. You're I'm full just saying. Of shit. And I, I would don't believe I, you. I would not give a shit about LeVar. I okay. wouldn't even ask for a I, picture honestly, with LeVar Honestly, Ball. with all due respect, I love you. We got to stop talking about this. You're, you're, you're working me up. I can't keep doing this because you're lying. No, I want to get you worked <laughs> up because we have lots of bowl games to pick. I want to get you off your, you know, okay. I, off tilt. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else? Because I have a ranking system that I want to throw at you real quick. For what? For anything? Doritos. Okay. Yeah. Dor- Doritos do ranking it. system. Am I interrupting the rest of your? No, no, no. We're good. That's all okay, the college ball news okay. really had. Doritos ranking. I didn't want to. How many Doritos flavors are there? By I the way, I got here one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, you got in order. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go one through six because here's the here's the thing. I'm kind of bearing the lead. Nacho cheese, which is the most popular, is the shittiest flavor. And mm. I, I wonder... Is why, that the most popular? I wonder why it is. It is for sure the most popular. It's everywhere you go. It's well, is always that just the, the regular? Is, is like, like standard? That's, that's just a standard Dorito is nacho cheese. I would say so. I would say probably, yeah. It's like nacho cheese. Am so, I crazy? So here you go. Order one to six. Ryan, you can tell me what you think about this. Number one, Cool Ranch. Number two, Salsa Verde. Number three, Spicy Nacho. Number four, White Cheddar. Number five, sweet, uh, Spicy Sweet Chili. Number six, Nacho Cheese. I've never even heard of like half of these, by the way. I didn't no. know there was a White Cheddar Dorito. Yeah, yeah four and good. five I've never had. White Cheddar, it's like an organic one, but it's a lot better. And then uh, Spicy Sweet Chili, it's definitely different. Spicy it's like, sweet it's like chili. It's like very unique. It's more sweet, actually. What about Flame and hot. No, no. I, th- these are not including any of the flame, flame and hot variations. Okay. Because mm. there's a, like like six of those by themselves. So Interesting. anyway, uh, hot take or not, I wanted to let everyone know uh, uh, nacho cheese is the the worst flavor. So if you just got like used to buying it and you're like in a habit, switch it up because you're gonna thank me. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, cool Ranch is my number one for sure. I love Cool Ranch. Um, I like the nacho cheese. Here's I, the least, I like the style. I like I like the spicy nacho and nacho cheese as, as well. Hmm. Yeah, but you're you're regs. You always go regs with the flavors. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you you always go like normal with the flavors. I'm like not, I'm not top shelf. I apparently. bet I bet your favorite. Uh, I bet your favorite cheese is regular, not, not fat free. <laughs> no, no. I bet your favorite uh, popsicle is either uh, grape or orange. Those are incorrect. Grape is oh, delicious, wow. by the way. Those are both regs flavors. What is your favorite? Uh, like, All the uh, popsicle flavors are regs. <laughs> like you could have named <laughs> any of them: apple, yeah, yeah. watermelon, apple, cherry. Because my favorite popsicle is actually a lime popsicle. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, see, I like lime. That's too. not regs. That's, no, not, that's regs. not regs. <laughs> that's top shelf, baby. Maybe for Pueblo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I didn't even know that have like I've I didn't know I, I I bet you have only tried like three or four at the most of these Doritos flavors. Well, the reason why I have Cool Ranch at the top is because cool ranch the is taste good. I think is 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 one of the best. You're but a big ranch guy too. They, yeah, I like ranch, yeah. but they also are very generous with the seasoning, and it doesn't matter whether you get like a small bag, big bag, party size. The salsa verdes. They are up there, but they kind of—they're not very good with the seasoning. Some of the bags, it's like, what the hell happened? You guys trying to save money here? So that's my issue with salsa verde. But anyway, have you had the classic uh, taco one, the taco flavored one? Classic taco flavored. It's like so. It, By the way, this is like an old school uh, classic looking bag, and it's it taco flavored, and they're amazing. They're uh, super I've not good. Had this. By the way, this is all tailgate talk. 
So if you're going to have, a, have Doritos gonna have at your Doritos. tailgate, I think a nice Dorito spread at a tailgate would be good, right? You got like three different kinds. They need to bring back 3D Doritos. 3D you guys remember 3D I, yeah, Doritos? I have some right now Wait, in, my, in my kitchen. What do you mean you I have? I have 3D Doritos. From like 2001? No, no, no. That's what Are pro- they back? They're back. Oh. They're back. How did I not know this? Well, they're not very... Look, that's what prompted me to talk about this. The only flavor they have... It's nacho cheese, mm. and it wasn't worth it. I but bought it, and it wasn't. Do you worth know it. that regular nacho cheese Doritos taste the same as 3D nacho cheese? Because <laughs> sometimes, like those variations, make things know you know taste different. I Let's have a that. taste test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my my <laughs> tailgate. Two, two dimensional thing. versus three. It's <laughs> my tailgate thing. Is have a Dorito spread at your bowl tailgate. Your your people love you. Okay. Yeah, and then I think Ryan has a, a playoff four on, while we're on the food topics. Yeah, so I made a little uh, playoff four impromptu. For our, yeah, impromptu. Well, impromptu. Playoff four. Playoff four for uh, for your bowl season here. Um, so I came up with uh, kind of uh, out of the box um, items that you may not usually see at most tailgates. Um, so uh, I started out number four. I'm going um, bacon wrapped Vienna sausages Ooh, with a maple Vienna. glaze. This is very okay. specific. Bacon wrapped in Vienna sausage. <laughs> you won't see these at, at that many tailgates, but it sounds amazing. Yeah, they're very good. Very good. Very good. So, what, so, so very so easy to make. Too. What's a Vienna sausage? The closest comparison. So, so like, they're, like the oh, they're like the little weenies. They're like the little cocktail little weenies. Smokies, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, little smokies. Okay. Bacon wrapped. But they wrapped. come from Austria. Ooh, with, with, uh, I, I'm into that. Okay. They and you could also put them in so the crock pot, keep them warm. Okay. They're nice and sticky. Look, you put bacon on anything and I'm into it. Okay. Four seed. I like uh, it. Okay. Uh, what was or my sorry, three? three seed. That was four. Yeah. Bacon wrapped. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into bacon wrapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number three um, is a nice uh, buffalo chicken dip. Oh, yeah. Buffalo chicken but, dip. And actually, one of the easier like recipes, like anyone could make a really simple buffalo chicken dip like in a crock pot and it's amazing all you need is some, like some frank's red hot and all the other basic ones and it like you have a really solid buffalo chicken dip so, right there so is it like a like a hot sauce based dip or does it have so you you, you take like a, a mixture of like uh cream cheese so it's like a creamy dip you put some rotisserie chicken in it some french Shredded. red hot whatever your favorite buffalo wing sauce you've never had buffalo chicken dip well, it's, it's phenomenal, it's, it's especially not like you know, you know, to. You know, it's a great dip for a buffalo chicken celery. dip. Celery. What's that? That's not bad. Celery is really bad. good. A club cracker. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Club I mean, cracker. I love club crackers, chips, <laughs> anything. But like celery actually goes really, well, really good with. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, hot cold. Yes. What if I'm not in the club? Well, you could use chicken in a biscuit or uh, Ritz. Oh, we've had this debate before. <laughs> I, I, I know why Smitty's smiling. It's, yeah, the chicken in a I'm biscuit just, versus just club pushing, crackers. I'm just pushing buttons. <laughs> okay. All right. My number two seed is a, uh, is a pretzel bite with a beer cheese dip. Oh, oh beer cheese is day. so good. All I love day. beer cheese, anything beer cheese soup, beer cheese dip. Yes, I'm into it. That one's a little bit more involved. Um, most of these are pretty easy to make, though. Um, and then my next one, is it like an appetizer? Is it like a finger food? Probably not. But will be the star of your your bowl season party um, is a baked potato bar. Oh, I love that. So you just throw all the bar. toppings out because I've never heard of like. Yeah, so, so as a host, you just, uh, you know, just throw, you know, a bunch of baked potatoes out on the table. Grab your own. Yep. You got your sour creams, cheese, chives, butter. bacon bits, butter. Whatever you want. Yeah. Maybe have some chili out Bacon there. Hits. Who knows if you want to live dangerously. How about this? 
you take the mm. bacon wrapped Vienna sausages, throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, there that go. sounds amazing. Yeah, there you that go. Does sound good. Now, do you guys eat the uh, the peel, tough the baked like potato it. peel? I sure do. I do yeah, too. Yeah, I, do. I I always like uh, go fork and knife for most of the insides, and then I turn it into like a like, 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 a, like a vegetarian hot dog, and I just <laughs> I, I eat it like it's a hot dog bun and just munch right into it. Butter, I don't hate cheese, it. But the, but my go to is butter, cheese, bacon bits, chives. Uh, that's probably good. Salt and pepper too, but yes. yeah, a little S and P, a little bit of S and P, S and P five hundred. Yeah, and this is making go. me so hungry. I'll talk about <laughs> Doritos and everything else. But there brutal. you go. There's your uh, bowl season. Uh, Into it. I love party. it. If, it. Yeah, if you have a tailgate party and you have all four of those things, I would be very happy. <laughs> that would be. I would be very satisfied. Yes. Um, okay. Well, we being that now, Tyler. It's not just you know the regular holiday season, right? It's not just Christmas. It's not just Hanukkah. Yes. It's not just Kwanzaa. It's also Festivus. It is Festivus, yes. Well, no. the 23rd is Festivus, so I, oh, okay. I, I thought it was I, it's interesting. Not a, it's not a seasonal thing. It's one day. It's always the 23rd. It, it is one day. I thought that uh, it, it was interesting that you put it on this week's show outline because actually next week is the last show before Festivus, but you know how much I love Festivus. Yes. Let's celebrate it two Let's shows Let's make it a whole thing. So we'll do it this show and next show. Yes. Explain Festivus to maybe our the young pups. It's, it's part of... All a, of our, it, the TikTok generation that don't know about it. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld. It's part of a Seinfeld episode. And uh, it's uh, Frank Costanza, George's dad, celebrates a made-up holiday. It's December 23rd, mm-hmm. every year, Festivus. And they do different things during this, this bizarre holiday. One of them is the airing of grievances. Mm. And it's where... Uh, Frank's dad uh, tells everyone how upset he's been with them all year and everything. I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Now you're going to hear about it. Yeah. The airing of grievances. Exactly. It's it's just a part of the holiday. So the airing of grievances, why you're pissed at everyone and what they've done to upset you throughout the year. Yeah. And in the show, it's like about the people that are there. We're not actually going to just uh, blast each other here and and, 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 and yeah, we got a few more shows to do this year yeah, yeah. this is actually more like an airing of general grievances or uh, you know of, of people in general is that kind of the idea things that bother you yeah exactly so okay. it's things that, that th- things that bother you things that I've got problems with these individuals for okay so should I go first yeah go ahead okay so airing of grievances uh, I've got some sports related and then a lot of them are not sports related so do you want the the, the sports ones first Sure. All right. Area of grievances. Uh, first, well, I said this one last week, but college football fans, for yelling at Stetson Bennett for getting invited to the Heisman ceremony, I've got a problem with you. Area of grievance, don't, you know, shut up. It's fu- he, he didn't do anything <laughs> to campaign to go there. He got invited. You know, I feel bad for the guy. So that's one. Okay. My next area of grievance, EA Sports. And I know it's for the best. I know it's for the best that they have to push the video game back. They're making us wait. But I'm upset. They're making us wait. Yeah. And that's all my football ones. <laughs> okay. None of mine are football related, by the way. No. Okay. These are a little off, a little weird. Okay. Uh, Nestle. They're putting fewer mini M&Ms in their M&M cookie dough. It's getting very frustrating. It's been going on a decline for the last couple of months, and I'm noticing a substantial difference. They used to be packed with mini M&Ms. This is like that scene in Casino is, where he's like, how many muffins, how many blueberries are in your muffin? Yes, Look at my exactly muffin. It's exactly like that. And I, I need the same amount of, of, of blueberries in every muffin. So I'm, I'm interested in what's been <laughs> happening with Nestle's stock because they're putting fewer M&Ms in it, and I'm noticing. They're also like an evil it's company. They're up. trying to like steal all the world fresh water so i'm i'm on board yeah, do some do some googling on nestle they're a bunch of pricks nestle. <laughs> it's yeah, true i'm not happy with them okay uh walmart cutting corners where are the greeters 
I've been into a couple Walmarts. Oh. They, they, they got rid of the greeters completely. Good point. That used to be a nice little touch. Yeah. Well, thank, well, hello, welcome to Walmart. Right. Well, that's it. Was a nice touch. Well, they completely I, got rid of them. This is kind of on a more serious note of why I think they don't have them anymore. I think it was because of COVID, because all those greeters were super elderly. Mm. Yeah. So I think, especially with they it being died. flu, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I think with all those. <laughs> With all those people being high risk, yeah, they just all died. Okay, well, wait for uh, their pools empty. Thank you too for bringing this down. Let's bring back, uh, bring back the greeters. Back up, okay. Uh, Aaron grievances. I have a couple more left here. ESPN Plus. They went in the last eighteen months from five ninety nine a month to seven ninety nine a month, and now it's ten dollars a month. Price gouging. The hell's wrong? Okay. Uh, Next, door to door salesman. They've been coming around lately. Have they been going to your guys' place lately? I live in an apartment I complex. I get them constantly. Yeah, okay. They're doing what like are they selling them? solar panels, oh. things for the house. Oh, the HOA approved us to come to your windows. It's everything. Sure. And, 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 and my new thing is going to be, you know what? I like the effort, but how about you give me your home address? I'll come by, you know, after dinner when it's convenient for me, and we'll talk then. Yeah. You know? Do it. You know so, what I found effective? Just have a doorbell that doesn't work. <laughs> that's a, that's a good yeah solution. Just answer the door naked. They'll run away. <laughs> okay. Uh, next uh, area of grievance: Hollywood. Hollywood. Step your mm. goddamn idea game Ooh, up. There's no good, good one. no good ideas. They're all remakes. It's all based on a real person. Movies. There's yep. nothing new. Nothing good. So Hollywood, step your game up. Okay. You're you're Agreed. you're not doing well. Okay. I got two left. This one is all of America. Because I saw doing some stuff for a fun uh, little bit on another show, how often things are scanned at the grocery store, okay. and Americans are not buying real maple syrup. Americans are opting for the fake sugary crap, and I have no idea why. It's ten steps to the left. It costs a dollar more. So America, start buying real maple syrup. Canadian. It's delicious. Prop up it's, the Canadian economy. It's a lot economy. better for you because it's real, actual coming from a tree. It's not all this sugar added. So mm. start buying real maple syrup. And then finally, my area of grievance. It has to do with all these things: Apple Plus, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, Peacock, all of them. I hate all these different subscriptions where it's like, oh yeah, you watching this show? Oh, what's it on? It's on Apple Plus. It's on this. It's on that. I thought moving away from cable was supposed to solve all the problems. Mm. And again, for the TikTok generation, they probably don't even remember this. But having a cable box. Having a cable box, having TV where everything was right there, no matter what you wanted to watch, it was right there. And in the in the later generations, that you can just record everything. Watch yeah. it on your own time. So, you know, I, I, all those are on my area of grievance. I had a lot, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, Mary look, but this, it's there's been a lot built up, built up all year long. It's for, good to vent. Yeah, it is. I, I, I said this a while ago. Once all the cord cutting started to happen and you have streaming services, eventually another telecom company will offer a service where you pay for one and all of them are included and it will just come full circle right back that's to where I, cable that's was. That's what I need. That's what I need. But, okay, so which one was your favorite that I did? Was it the Hollywood? Oh, yeah, because I agree so much. There's not enough new movies that come out or new ideas for movies. It's just like, hey, we remade you know spider-man for the 42nd time okay. or whatever i think ryan ryan probably agrees with the americans buying maple syrup is probably agrees with that one the most yeah you know i i see it all the time when i'm looking over everybody's shoulder while they're che- <laughs> checking out making sure they're buying canadian <laughs> well Judging their maple you know what's syrup. funny because i love a, a legit maple syrup like that especially the ones that come in like a glass bottle that's, that's usually how you know right you, you, yeah they have that to being said bottle. i grew up on aunt jemima and oh, I, didn't, yeah, I, sure. didn't, I didn't know that like there was better stuff until later on. 
And so I'm actually a person that has both. And the rare occasion, I mean, I haven't made pancakes at home in so long. I really it's need to. It's not Aunt Jemima anymore. It's a different company now. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, they had to cancel Aunt Jemima. Now it's, you know, Uncle Fester or some other shit. Oh, but, my God. You um, can't say that. Uh, look, I, You're going to get us canceled. I, I am the type to have both. I'll keep. Can we bleep that, Ryan? I'll keep Aunt. I'm keeping it in. <laughs> bleep, bleep Aunt Jemima. Well, Ryan's, Ryan's I like says. having a little bit of both. Because it's just what I'm used to, but you're right. The maple, no, no, the no, real the, maple the real. shit is better. But, he, he, but here, like from a, a nostalgia thing, I kind of like having the uh, the fake shit. Only downside of the real stuff is they recommend that you uh, eat it up, re- re- refrigerate it. Oh right, and the and, and, See, and, and the like sugary crap. I never can, refrigerate my. But you syrup. have to to make it stay longer if it's real tree sap. Yeah, but like there's nothing but, worse than cold syrup. Like, what are you gonna why? do? Pull it out two hours ahead of time to no, make sure no, it gets no, the room no, temperature. No. You just you just you pop, heat it up. pop it in the microwave for mm. ten seconds. Yeah, it's delicious. D, just a lot delicious. of steps. It's a lot of steps. That's what so, I'm gonna say. All right, what, what are your airing of grievances? I got Ryan. Play Frank again, just to get Will pumped up for. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of problems with you people. No. You're going to hear about it. All right. Now, uh, really, I only have four here, but these are okay. ones that, that do drive me fucking nuts. And actually, uh, I'll, I just added one of them. So really, I only had three. But when, and I'll start with this one because Smitty, you know, brought it up and or we were talking about chips in general. But when you get to that point of the bag of chips, especially if you're using dip where they're all small, uh-huh. it's awful because you, you know, they're all like broken up and so everyone has move? already... Well, everyone has already picked over all the big ones, so I usually grab like a couple and try to like create like a little Edward Scissorhands situation <laughs> where I get like a few of them. But then what inevitably happens, one of them gets stuck in the dip, and then you need a rescue chip. Yeah. You need like a like a a, a, you need guard. a first responder. Exactly. I, I for whatever reason, I always think of like uh like the Coast Guard, like like with a helicopter and they're dropping a guy into the ocean to get someone. Like you need a bigger chip to pull the chip that's now stuck in the quicksand or the dip or whatever out. And so that whole once you get to the end of, of a bag of chips, it drives me nuts. And I always try to stay disciplined and and keep some big ones laying around. But it just doesn't work that way. So my it's strategy is I like to grab three or four small shards and you hold them together kind of like a fan, like a, like a deck of cards fanned out. Yeah. And Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Yeah. And, same and, idea. And, and you swipe it to the... To, so you're just getting a little bit on each chip. You got to mm. sacrifice the amount that you're getting on. Plus, you got to evaluate your salsa situation at, the, at that point. That's too, true. You may be low on salsa, but... That's very that, true. That, that's, that's tough. That's the first one. That You know what solves that in the cereal world? If you do an, an, <laughs> an, an apples to apples uh, example in the cereal world, if you do milk first, you'll never deal with that issue. That's, um, you, look, I know that you're... Because your last bite of milk, you can always make sure, is your last bite of cereal. It's perfect. There's nothing better than looking down at an empty bowl, having no milk, no cereal. The, the ratio is always perfect. I actually... I mean, I did come around to your argument about... Now, I'm not doing it that way. I'm still a purist, so I'm always going eventually. to do... You'll, you'll I'm always going to pour the milk on top and then just like rush my way through it. Mm-hmm. But I understand the logic, so I'll give you that. The only issue is when you get cereal like... Uh, one of my favorites is Frosted Mini Wheats, but those sink faster than the Titanic. So... They're very dense. So, very dense. So, you got to catch it, but, but you can't catch it too quick because then it's a little dry. So, you got to... You got to catch it just as it enters the the milk. And you then you're, and then you're you know what you should do. I'm a connoisseur. Have you ever seen cereal, that movie? I, uh, I get a lot of. Have you seen cereal. that movie Get Out? 
You ever uh, seen that? Yes, I have seen Get Out. So there's this scene at the end where once like the uh, the daughter is, uh, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen it, you should see it, where the daughter is revealed to just be like an evil piece of shit like the rest of her family. And she's eating, it's it, like, it's actually like a brilliant way to be like the most, psych- it's the most psychopathic behavior I've ever seen um, to just look like this normal thing. But she has like a bowl of of just the cereal, a little bowl, and then a glass of milk. And she's like, she'll take like one little Fruit Loop and put it in her mouth and then take a little sip of her straw with the milk. And I think that's crazy behavior. Yeah. And again, it all mixes up the same that way. But wild. That's like psychotic but behavior. I have, an, I have a big, big problem with drinking milk out of a straw. It grosses me out. Mm. I think it's disgusting. I think it's so weird. And I know. I, am, I don't know I, that I have. I'm just weird like that. But, oh, oh, dude. I, I'm totally fine with milk. I, 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 I'm fine with milk. But have you ever seen anyone order milk at like Starbucks and they get it in a big old container? That grosses me out for some reason. I'm like, what People is going order on? just milk at Starbucks? Yeah, I've seen it before, and it made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. Mm. It's so strange. Okay. We'll dig yeah. into that later on. <laughs> um, the other three I have here. So this one um, truly, <laughs> as far as grievances go, this one bothers me so much. Now, I'm always, I've always been a bit of a grammar Nazi. Um <laughs> It's probably the best of all the versions of a Nazi you could be, I would say. Okay. Um, but, you know, little grammatical errors annoy me. But this one annoys me the most. And I see it a lot, actually, in the world of college football because I see it in, like, uh, recruiting announcements. When a recruit commits to a team or when a player transfers or whatever, and I see it in everyday life, too, and it, it, it makes me so upset when I see it. And that's when people say are trying to say, a part and they type it apart. Yeah. <laughs> that, because that bugs you? It just, they literally mean the exact opposite of each other. So, yeah. yes, if you're trying to say, I'm so excited to be a part of this team, but you type uh, it without scary. the space in between, you're literally saying, I'm excited to not be a, a part yeah. of this team. And yeah, that's like a English language, like grammatical thing. It's stupid that I'm sure it's just like, hey, whatever. But like, to no, have, I agree. They literally I mean that. the exact no, opposite no, of each other, I, I and, all, and, and, and I get that it's like a simple spelling error for some people. But that's what drives me most nuts about it is that you're you're trying to say you want to be a part of something, yeah, and no. you literally are, are typing out the exact opposite. And when I see that, I it honestly drives me fucking insane. So the ones that get me are when people misuse there. Yeah, then, those and, are tough. And then there, there, what, and there. What, what's the other one? Uh, oh, uh, should have. Should have. I should have done something. I should have gone to the store. I should have bet on the Colorado Buffaloes. I should have whatever. It's not should of. Oh yes. People say yes. should of, and it's yes. not should like of. Like of. Yes. Not like the abbreviated with the ve on the end. No, exactly. Should of. Should of. Yes. It's it should that, have. That's right up there with that for uh, sure. And then there, there, and there. Then and then the wrong then. Yeah, all that stuff bugs then me. And, a oh, lot. then and then. Yeah, exactly. I was like, then and then. Then and then. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, grammar Nazi all around, so <laughs> we're on the same page. Um, the next one is, so we talk uh, often about, you know, my affinity, how I, you would call me a hipster when it comes to coffee. Well, you I'm are. Not, You're I'm a hipster a, when it comes to everything, but. I'm not a big fan of your McCafe K-Cups. I like <laughs> to buy, like, a little bit of a nicer coffee to, to buy at home. But what I've noticed is that every time I, I get a coffee I really like where I start buying bags at the grocery store, bringing them home, um... They're all going away from offering grinds. Like outside of like, unless you want to drink Starbucks coffee, Starbucks like brand coffee or Pete's, like the the ones that are smaller companies where I think the coffee tastes better, Mm -hmm. they only offer them in bags with whole beans. So 
here's the thing that that like uh, they expect me to have a coffee grinder at home and, and look i'm probably headed down that road because i am a coffee snob at one point i will have my own grinder and i know they have a coffee grinder in the grocery store but it's a pain in the ass like you have to open up the bag rip it open and then throw it in, and by the way sometimes the, the the coffee grinder at the store sucks you want like a finer grind and it doesn't grind it that fine or whatever it pisses me off so much like do they think that grind. do they think that i have a coffee shop in my basement why wouldn't you just offer it in the grinds instead of whole beans so uh i understand your frustration i hear you and i agree with you <laughs> i'm heard it's nice you're heard i'm seeing i've heard you i've seen you and i agree with you <laughs> okay so but i recommend you get a grinder well yeah and i, I what i, I don't mean have is that all, much space in my I, apartment for a what nice I meant coffee grinder is first of all delete your grinder and then get a grinder <laughs> okay so do those two things huh? uh so we have here so uh my fiance Allie, shout out Allie. shout out uh she was listening to one of our recent shows we were talking about this mm-hmm. and she thinks it's time i step my coffee game up oh Allie, and i love you thank you and part of this is she goes she's tired of she, mccafe k-cups well she comes up to she goes you do realize in our kitchen right above Above the the Keurig, we have a French press. We have a home grinder. We can grind our own coffee here. We can do everything right here. It's just right there. It's yeah. just ten inches to the uh, above yep. it. So I was like, hmm, I might have to give it a shot. Now I'm not ready to to jump on that yet. I feel like I'm abandoning a part of my identity if I do that. So I went with another K cup before today's show. No, you got to get rid of it. But I may be. But before bowl season's over, I may damn well be making French press coffee. Okay. Yeah. Tyler, I have a question for you, yes. and I want you to be honest. Well, I'll be as honest as I can. In a pinch, have you ever used a K-cup more than once? Well, yeah. We talked about this. What was it, last year? We talked about <laughs> yes. This? But here's the he thing, He used Ryan. to do it often. I don't exceed... <laughs> Which is insane. I don't so exceed <laughs> a rough 25 minutes. Oh, okay. Like, if it's I, not if, like the one oh, from the okay. morning. Okay. No, 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 no. So afternoon. if I make it at four, if, if if I if I for some reason need another one, about around four twenty five, four thirty is like the hard almost mm. out. That right? does change okay. things a little. Yeah. Bit. So it's it's within about half hour. I'll make another one. Okay. But yes, enough. I have been known to recycle. I'm very green that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is very green, folks. Yeah. Uh, using K cups. Um, yeah. The the last one I have here is. I live in the city, so parking can be an issue, right? He's at times. a city boy. I'm a city, a city, city hipster. Boy. And Morning when people park, <laughs> when people park wrong and take up, like if Shout it's journey. if it's parallel parking and they there should be enough space for four cars in this, but but there's only room for three because someone parks like a fucking idiot. It drives me insane. Okay. And it, it makes you want to physically hurt their car. NCAA football ratings. What is your parallel parking rating? I'll go first. I am a 79. Oh, it, man. I'm not a great parallel parker. I'm in the suburbs. I have yep. a garage. You don't have to do it. Right I don't often. have to do it. I go to restaurants yeah. where it's like big parking lots. So I don't do it often. But when I'm in the city, I can get it in. I never have to do it three times. It, 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 the worst, I have to restart myself, take a deep breath, restart the process. And I think you can't be an 80 if you have to restart the process sometimes. I agree. So I'm a 79. Smitty. Yeah, I'll probably go high 70s. Um, you have a tough car to parallel park. I let's, do. Let's talk I, about I, that. I got, I, got, I got the Buick, so yeah. the 06 Buick is a, is a tough one. It's like pulling a <laughs> yacht in the, <laughs> into a pond. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say probably high 70s. That's probably the only thing I remember from driver's ed training and like the steps of how to parallel park, mm-hmm. yeah. of when to turn your wheel, when, and then... But yeah, like, like Tyler said, I 
definitely will probably have to restart. Well, what's your rating? I'm be in honest. The 90s. Are you? The, yes. You're I'm, being honest. I'm very okay. skilled with parallel re- parking. Look, the reason why I'm not going to call him out here is because he is a city boy. Yeah, I am a city and boy. he's been doing this for a long time. I'm a city so. slicker. And you've never gotten in an accident doing this, right? Never like, parallel like parking. No. A, like, have you ever bumped a bumper? No. Have um, you ever? And, and look, okay. I have the. My car now has the backup camera, which helps a lot. That's but even so nice. even before then, like I can, I would still say I'm in the 90s without a, a backup camera. Can I give you one of the most satisfying things that happened to me in all of 2022? Yes. So when it snowed recently, the, my backup camera got super dirty, and I made a couple trips, a couple of journeys with it dirty, and it kind of sucked. Cleaning that camera was so goddamn satisfying. Okay. I I, I commented yes. to Ali like four or five times back it up. I was like, hey, hey, look at that camera. That's crystal clear, huh? That's 4K. And I was like, that's amazing right there. I could see everything. You want to uh, know one of the features great. why I love my car so much? So uh, I, I had a different car before that the one that I have now that also had a backup camera. And yeah, like on, when it was snowy, you'd have to go back there and wipe it off. And I hated that. So the car I have now, which is a Volkswagen, it has one of the coolest James. James, shout out. <laughs> Bleep that, please. He's joking. Well, we certainly don't want to shit. Volkswagen, right? I'm keeping it in. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I believe he was more of a Mercedes Benz guy. I thought he created Volkswagen, but you know, Will, you know, give him yeah. back however he can to that yep. way. You know, good for you. Yeah, we're just going full Kanye with this. Um, so <laughs> it has one of the coolest, like, James Bond features, which is my backup camera is hidden behind the the vw logo on the back and when you put it in reverse it pops up like a james bond thing so then all of a sudden your camera's up but then the second you're not in reverse it closes so it always stays clean Mm. it's like it's easily one of my favorite things about the car it's just a stupid little feature that's a nice i never have to clean it it's amazing Mm -hmm. gotta love it yeah love it um good okay before we get to our games we have our helmet final four helmet final four awesome and you know what i thought let's save our bet us read let's let's uh after we're done do it so we can begin the show with it okay boom perfect uh what do we have left here and i mean it's been a while we haven't all been together in the studio for a while the, let, me pull up, let me pull up the instagram and we have the while, final four of, of, while, of helmets while we're here uh, football helmets. for all you youngsters out there i know that we've been slacking a little bit for the insta is the is do the kids call it insta the tiktok generation yeah Sure. The TTG. Pretty soon we'll so, be. By the time the we thing, get it though. together, no one will be using Instagram anymore. Well, we'll be on TikTok also, though. So on January 1st, Lord starting up, mercy. give us a follow because it's going to be awesome to see all the new stuff we're going to be putting out there. Uh, we're going to be we're going to have different videos, different ways to engage with the show. We're going to have different giveaways next year, depending on what 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 conference you cheer for, what area of the country you're in, because we look at where the listeners are right now. And it's so awesome to see there's listeners coming from everywhere. So we're going to do a lot of stuff to, to engage different next year. And it starts on social media. So give us a follow Instagram right now. It's college football tailgate. And on Twitter, it's CFB underscore POD CFB underscore pod. Uh, so I'm checking right now on our Instagram, the helmet bracket. So the last time it was Tennessee USC, who won that? Um, uh, Tennessee won that, right? Tennessee, yeah. Okay. Michigan, Kansas State, Michigan won. Yes. Uh, Ohio State, LSU. I think LSU won that. They did. Yes. And then Ole Miss, Utah. Didn't Utah win that? Yes, Utah oh. won. Okay, so there's your final four. So it's Tennessee versus Michigan, LSU versus Utah. Where do you want to start? Um, okay, I mean, let's just do Tennessee versus Michigan, a couple of blue bloods. And these are the classic helmets. We know where Will's going because Will's a homer. We knew early I he love was the lying Tennessee through helmets. his teeth that he would play for Michigan if he if they were in the Alma Bowl. 
Uh, so that so was. I'm a homer, but I'm not a homer when it's convenient. Exactly. It's a whenever it works out for me. Um, so I'm going to go Tennessee. I think Tennessee is clean. I love the orange. Very clean. And, and uh, the thing is, too, I'm going incor- to. I, I know I'm going against the rules here. The rules are you stick with one helmet, but Tennessee, when they switch it up, they they can go with that checker pattern just on the on the top middle stripe and that's all they change up that's such a subtle nice change to a helmet yeah i love tennessee the way it goes with the field their jerseys i love it so i vote for tennessee about michigan will tell everyone why you're gonna be biased and go michigan uh i think it's the best helmet in college football mm-hmm. so i'm not sure there's another <laughs> one I, i'm not sure there's another one that that uh, i like more but i really do love the tennessee helmet but yeah i'm going with michigan sorry. ryan you have the tiebreaker here it all comes down to you uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Tennessee with this one. There we go. Um, there we go. I just think that even though it's simple, um, I, I do like the the certain uh, small aspects that they have of their helmets. It, the late mail-in voting. It's not legitimate. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, we're just covering all the fun political uh, stuff. Okay, L- LSU, Utah. Championship. LSU, Utah. Should I start? Yeah, start. Okay, because honestly, both these are so nice in Utah. Very similar to Tennessee. The white helmets, white face masks, nice logo on the side. I like Utah's triple color up top, the red, the black, and the white, but I'm going LSU because I love the way the purple face mask works with the yellow helmet, the bright yellow helmet. It says LSU with the logo. It's so different. It's so unique, and I associate it with fun, cool, the stripe up top. LSU, I think, belongs, so we're going LSU. Smitty? Smitty? I'm going LSU as well. Boom. There it advances. Automatic wow. advance. I would do uh, LSU also. I mean, it just it's means terrible. more in the SEC, folks. That's right. what this is. And then, we have clear uh, playoff uh, committee bias. And then let's just wrap this up right now, right? LSU, Tennessee. <sighs> I can't believe... I, honestly, I wouldn't have guessed that LSU would go this far. But yeah, I'm taking LSU. I, I, I would pick LSU over the Tennessee. I, I'm, going, I'm going Tennessee for the reasons I said earlier. I think Tennessee... They were the one seed when this happened because we did this week, uh, what was it, week 10. It was like after the first round of playoff rankings. Uh, So I think that they deserve to be number one in the bracket as well. I'm going Tennessee. So Ryan, you decide for all the marbles, Tennessee or LSU. Yeah, make the smart decision here, Smitty. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Man, that's a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to go with LSU here. Um, I just oh, come on. the Tigers again. It just means more. Oh, it just means well Tennessee also. I is. <laughs> well, I agreed with you. <laughs> it is a great helmet. So look, LSU wins. Now again, we did this based off of what the playoff rankings were. So there yes. were some some big helmets that could have been in contention that were left out. None bigger than the Troy Trojans, right? The best helmet in all of college football. Mm. Am I right? You're right, Troy Trojans. I bring it up because we're into bowl season. We have games starting Friday. Day yes. after tomorrow, we have bowl games we starting. We bowl games. And so the way we're going to do this, we're going to break down bowl games that go from today all the way through next Wednesday. And then the following bowl games after that, we're going to start breaking down uh, next week. But okay. I think we have 11 games here to break down. And uh, Tyler, you have some best bets. Am I got I right? some bits. I got some bits. Um, we got plenty. We have plenty of bets. Plenty of bets. And we're about. tied going into bowl season. Yeah. So these this is where things are really going to heat up. Yes. And we're going to start with Friday night. We have well, the- let, let's give quickly. I want to give everyone my, my my total season record. Okay. I am. Uh, let's He's see. Doing well, folks. Ca- counting last week, I believe it's right around here. We'll get exact numbers uh, next week, but it's right around forty three, twenty four, and three. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good record. So there you go. And coming into the that's season, solid if you would have bet all my games, 100 bucks a game, you'd be up about 4300 coming into the year. So 
It's uh, we're keeping going. Yeah. We're gonna have a nice bowl season, and I got bets. Okay, Let's he's got go. bets. Uh, the Bahamas Bowl Friday night. We've got Miami of Ohio versus UAB. Now look, we UAB. It ended up not being a bet board, but I do want to just say that Tyler thought that UAB could be in a New Year's Six Bowl, and they went six and six, and they're playing in the first bowl game of the season. So I just want to say that. Am I gonna count as a bet board victory for me? No matter what, maybe. But it's not going to be official. It's an off-the-record bedboard victory uh-huh. for Will. You love that, don't you? Uh, you you're just if I you're if, just bathing in if that I line. lose by one, then it is officially a tie. Um, <laughs> uh, the Blazers, eleven-point underdogs here versus Miami of Ohio. Now, look, I, I actually think that it was a very disappointing year for UAB. I even though I joke with Tyler, this was a team that we both were pretty high on going into the season. We thought they could win a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> For the Ty- listeners out Tyler, there, Tyler's Tyler got bro- the divider up. My partition, right? Tyler this is, this is partition my game partition. Because he thinks that I'm going to make my pick based off of what his face no, is. No, it's just to get in Will's head. I don't want to look at him. Yeah, and I'm I, looking at I him. would say that you're the one. Uh, I'm in your head because you're the one that's bringing out uh, pieces of cardboard mm-hmm. to block me from seeing your face. He's a tenant um, inside your head. <laughs> we talk about motivation a lot, and we're, we will be talking about it going into bowl games. Now, for either of these teams, I don't really know that motivation is going to play a huge factor here. But I think that overall, I think Miami of Ohio has had a better season overall. Um, I like I like that you know they competed well uh, within the MAC, and I think it was a disappointing year for UAB. And you know both these teams are going to be excited to go to the Bahamas, right? To be in for the Bahamas Bowl to to play in a in a warm tropical uh, uh, scenario. But Miami of Ohio, especially, I'm taking the Red Hawks here, Tyler, plus 11. So I can't wait till we have cameras in here. That's going to be part of this whole thing we're doing on social. Because when people see how much I mess with you, it's, it's going to be so fun to see what a pro yeah, will is. Yeah, you're messing with me. What a pro will is behind the scenes. Because I'm just like trying to throw him off. I'm over here. Will just goes through. Will just grinds through. He's like, uh, he's like uh, Mike Tirico. Huh. He just goes. Huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, Mike but, Rico, but I, I'm a, peeking a around. Legend. I'm peeking around the uh, partition. You're doing your uh, Wilson impression from Home Improvement. Yeah, oh, uh, as I was peeking through. No, him peeking definitely affected my pick, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun. Will, will you, do you ever have fun in your life, or is everything I, so I serious? I have fun all the time. I bet you just drive in silence. Do you even listen to to the radio? I listen to. I was listening to Rock Him on the way over here. Shout okay. out. Um, this is not Checks a. Out. <laughs> this is not a real, real deep handicap for me. But I'm glad I have something here. I have redemption because, like you mentioned, UAB in the preseason, no one was no one was higher on the on the Blazers than yours truly. But That's true. It all comes full circle now in the first week of the Bulls, and I think it's great that they're 11-point favorites because you're going to get a lot of people fading them. So I think this number is going to stay pat. UAB 6-6, six and six, they had five losses within one score. You know, as, as Jimmy would say from South Park, I mean, come one. Like, like, very, very close. So I look at efficiency for a game like this. I see UAB 64th. Miami 101st. That's team efficiency. Offense-specific, uh, UAB 48th. Miami 118th. Uh, defense, UAB 75. Miami 92. So everything across the board, UAB is going to be a better team. Motivation is going to be there. And it looks now like quarterback Dylan Hopkins, running back Dwayne McBride, healthy, ready to go. So I like UAB minus 11. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make Bad it a board. So you are on Miami of Ohio. I am on the Red Hawks here. Yes, I visited Oxford, Ohio, not too long ago. So I'm, you know, well, I'm there, feeling a lot of a uh, nostalgia and feeling good. Let's circle back. Let's, <laughs> hey, let's circle back. 
Circle back, yeah. folks. Yeah. Tyler. Tyler is scared. The partition didn't help. He, uh, he he doesn't want to make it a bet board. All right. We, well, we, we let, might let, circle back. Yeah, let's circle back. We I might circle we back. Have. I want to see a little. A you want to see how here. many bet boards we have first is what you're saying. I want to see how many bet boards and I want to check a few things while we're doing this. He's got to run it through gotta, his, yeah. his, uh, his spreadsheets, I gotta, folks. You got to yeah. check some numbers. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. We move on to... I have access to numbers. Why Why do you yell at me for using my system? Oh, no. I just wish you would have used it before no, and no, made no, up but... your mind instead of waiting for me to pick. Well... It, Mr. Yeah, I mean, he, he puts up the partition saying, I don't want him to know where I'm going first before I make my pick. And then what does he do? He waits for me to pick so that he can, you know, th- then put some real thought and effort into it. So, again, I'm the one that's in your head big time. Um, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Tyler, uh, I like how Will thinks this comes down to being in, in in the head. I'm so. I mean, I'm 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 so inside your head. It's crazy. You're I, I'm like, you're that, I'm like that little uh, that little alien guy in Men in Black that's inside. You know the, the like it, you think it's like a bigger alien and then it comes apart and there's just a you're, little alien dude inside the head. That's me. I don't um, think so. You do know it's going to be great at the end of the season when I'm making my montage and I can play all of this back. It's going to be so nice during the. My 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 montage. You my, do love uh, selectively parade. editing the montage to make me look bad. I will just well, say well, that. I mean, I have access to the montage. Of what course. do you think I'm going to do? He's got the buttons. Of course, we all know bias. what happens when Sour has the buttons. <laughs> um, okay, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Uh, we have UTSA versus Troy. Troy went 11 and two. They ended up winning the Sun Belt. They beat Coastal Carolina um, uh, for the Sun Belt Championship. Uh, really big year for them. And, and UTSA, of course. Uh, I mean, look, UTSA has been a really a good team over the last few years. The Roadrunners have. They're a team that I really like to watch play. I love their jerseys. I love their helmets. Um, and they had a good uh, two 11-2 teams as well, by the way. Uh, and they went to the, the Conference USA Championship game. UTSA did. Um, I love this matchup. I think you're going to see a lot of points scored in this matchup. It's, it's an offensive battle. Um, and currently, by the way, the spread, if I didn't mention it before, Troy is favored by two. Um, Again, I think this will be a shootout, and I think that you're going to see a lot of points, and, and ultimately the team that, that maybe gets gets the chance late in this game uh, with the ball is going to be the one that comes out on top. I'm going to lean here with Troy minus two. and uh, I, I say lean. I, I, that's my pick. I'm taking the Troy Trojans, Trojans minus two here, Tyler. So every bowl season from now on, I'm going to give a certain pregame award. And Will, this year, this gets my pregame award for this introducing this year's sneaky good low-key ultra legit very watchable under the radar bowl game of the holiday season this is gonna be awesome okay sneaky good low-key underrated yeah so it's it's again to repeat that (laughs) the sneaky good low-key ultra legit very watchable under the radar bowl game of the holiday season it's for sure utsa and troy why? Because no one knows anything about these teams yep. except their record, but they're so fun to watch. I think everyone should watch this game. So you know how, how I've been on UTSA all year. Big UTSA guy, obviously. Like seriously, I've been you know on them a couple of games this year. But Troy is a really, really good team too. Uh, uh, you look at efficiency, offense, defense, where they are this year, both teams top 50. I mean, this, these are legit teams. And I mean, you may say, what do you mean top 50? Like very legit. It's UTSA and Troy. I know their schedule isn't, you know, a great schedule, and they don't have the best players in the world. But this is good football that you're going to see. UTSA eleven and two this year. Their only two losses: Houston, twenty fourth at the time, and Texas, twenty first at the time. 
So, I mean, very, very good losses. Both were very uh, close, too. Yeah. UTSA has the number 17 best offensive line in adjusted rankings. So this is a good team with real players, and they're going to be pumped for this game. But, as uh, Lee Corso would say, not so fast. Uh, not so fast, my friend. My friend. Yes. Troy's also 11-2. Their only two losses, Ole Miss and App State. Yep. And they lost to App State by four. So, I mean, I see two teams very similar Good schedules. You know, both teams, by the way, have five games within one score that they won. So they're used to being in close games and winning. I don't have a pick here. I'm going to sit back, watch, enjoy it. And this is my sneaky good, low-key, ultra-legit, very watchable, under-the-radar bowl game of the holiday season. I really like that title. Yes. I, I mean, honestly, that's so much better than the uh, than the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Like, why isn't there a sneaky good, low-key, underrated what? Sneaky good, low key, ultra legit, very watchable under the radar legit. bowl game of the holiday season. Yeah, that should be a bowl every year. So okay, I'm rolling with the Trojans here, minus two, the Troy Trojans. Of and course. it sounds like we're both rolling with the over. Yeah, there's going to be yeah. a ton of points in this yeah, game for I sure. I think the over. Uh, we move to Saturday's games. We have the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Okay, did you see how they're setting Fenway up? No, uh, you know I'm it's, usually it's a both hater. benches are on one side, right? Isn't I think that's what I heard. Is okay. That, I Bo- don't know football about the, teams are on one side. Of the, I don't know about that. That's weird. If that's case, I but, hate that they're playing football in a baseball. But stadium. here's the thing: I'm, I'm always, I've always been a hater of the football and baseball. But if you can look it up real quick, what they did this year, or don't, but I'm going to Google it. What they did this year is they brought in a whole new set of temporary bleachers, and they brought it super close to the field. It's like 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 ten yards away from the field. And this whole roll of bleachers makes it so it's like a C shape where or surrounding the field, it's actually really good seats in the outfield, in both directions of the baseball stadium and the new uh, temporary bleachers they brought in. The only place where it sucks is the actual uh, uh, green monster seats. You know, like, like Fenway has the green monster. Right. If you sit at the top of those, I did some quick back of the napkin math. And I, I, I found that the top seats that were the furthest away are 50 yards from the field. That's what I usually hate yeah. about these games. Is you're sitting in a baseball it's stadium stupid. so far away. But I think they kind of made it work this year with the new setup at Fenway. Did you find it, Will? A picture? Well, uh, it's like a. It, it's not really like a, a picture, but it's showing. And, and I was right. Both benches are going to be on the same side okay. of the field, which is ridiculous. By but it's because the they brought it real close for a very good experience right. for that side. I so, just, so I think it's kind of cool if you're. Go- but here's my thing too. Here's my other thing with this. We're talking about a couple of six and six teams here, right? Seven and five teams, whatever right. it is. Who gives a damn if they're playing in a baseball field or a, a beach I in the Bahamas? It. I think it should be kitschy like and weird and quirky. Uh, I, I think it's. I've opened up. Do you think I'm that embracing the, uh, these games now? The Green Monster is why it's the Wasabi Bowl. Like, like, do you think that's <laughs> like? By the way. Wasabi is just a thing. I didn't know it was a brand that could sponsor a bowl game. I didn't game. either. That's yeah. like saying the banana bowl that's sponsored by bananas. Yeah. Like, is wasabi its own brand? I, I, is I there just know. a big brand and they own all the wasabi? I don't need enough wasabi to know. I like wasabi uh, with, with sushi, of course. Yeah. But uh, it's, I, it's like the uh, printer paper bowl. I don't like, <laughs> uh, I don't like when, yeah, when, when football games are played. In, in non-football stadiums. Like, baseball is, like, one thing. But, like, when they did that one uh, matchup at the NASCAR uh, fucking yeah. Uh, yeah. 
track. Well, the, like the people were literally like a hundred yards away from the field. Okay, like they didn't have. That's any... one thing. If it's a, if it's a stadium where you're so far away, that's right. silly. You should not do that. But in these different atmospheres, I don't care. It's it's fun. It's different. It's bowl season. I'm all like, who cares? Have fun with it. Well, by the way, it's Louisville versus Cincinnati. We haven't even gotten to the breakdown yet. Louisville is favored by one and a half points here. Uh, this is a very interesting matchup, of course, because. Uh, Scott Satterfield, he left Louisville to take the job at Cincinnati. Now, obviously, he's not coaching for Cincinnati in this bowl game. He's not going to be there. But to lose your coach to to that team and Louisville brings in Jeff Brom, who also is not coaching the bowl game, by the way. Like, this is just an interesting one because Luke Fickle left. So it's just interim coaches on either side. You know, both two teams that are, you know, very talented. Cincinnati, of course, a really good AAC team. We know they went to the playoff last year but lost a lot. Um, and, and Louisville has a lot of talent. Now, Malik Cunningham, I believe, is is not playing in the game, right, Tyler? He, he shut it down. Or Malik is surgery. Both quarterbacks are out of this game. Both both uh, starting quarterbacks. Yeah. So, look, this is just a major question mark for me on either side. Um, not knowing who has the edge in the coaching battle, not knowing who has the edge at quarterback with backup. You know, I, I just don't. I don't know where I want to put my bets here. Where does um, he want to put his bets, Ryan? We could have a game here. Uh-oh. I think that, that the the pick I'm going to make is to go against the public, which I do think that ultimately the public will favor Cincinnati in this game. I think Cincinnati would actually be... Why do you think that? Because they're, again, I think that most... I don't think that either of these teams are super heavy public teams, but I think they'll go with the underdog here, and, and there's a lot of recency bias of like, hey, Cincinnati was in the playoff. And so I think the average fan would look at Cincinnati and go, I'm going to go with them. They have the better record, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, for that reason, uh, I, I will take uh, Louisville minus one and a half here because I think Cincinnati will be the, the, the betting favorite. Well, as Hank Hill would say, God damn it, Bobby. Uh, that sucks because this is one of my games. I am on Louisville minus one and a half. And Will mentioned a lot of it. You know, he laid it out clearly that both coaches gone, both quarterbacks gone. A lot of question marks here. So to me, it comes down to talent, right? Like, like which team's got the talent to have the ability to switch things up, bring new ideas in? And I think Louisville clearly has that. As a matter of fact, all season long, I've been saying this is a year where Cincinnati doesn't have the talent. And the reason why they kept winning games and staying in games was purely because of Luke Fickle and his, his ability to come up with a great game plan, halftime adjust. Like Luke Fickle did a lot this year. It was his best coaching performance of his career this season because Cincinnati does not have the players. So, you know, I, I think that we have a, a disparate, uh, a, a, a talent gap here that can't be overcome. And one and a half points is absolutely value for Louisville. Now, Let's look at expectation, okay? Coming into the season, Louisville, their over-under closed at seven. They won seven games. Cincinnati's over-under closed at nine. They won nine games. So we're looking at two teams here who really went on par with what we expected. And when it comes down to it, it's easy to meet. Both missing coaches. You have to go to talent because we assume, we assume new schemes for both teams. Louisville's got the talent. And look, there's a reason why power ratings exist. And that's one of my kind of edges here is I think Louisville's got a few things they can do and surprise Cincinnati. So uh, we'll go Louisville. Uh, the other thing is that, that, you know, it doesn't show up in the math of the numbers and, and the handicap is with Luke Fickle leaving, I think that's such a massive letdown for that program. Sure. Because believe, I think a lot of players believe that Luke Fickle did so much to keep them afloat. They're going to, in my opinion, 
fall back into the atmosphere of college football. And I know a lot of Cincy fans may be pissed at me for saying that, but look at Clemson. Look how hard it is to stay at the top for Clemson in that elite category, and they lose some big games. They start losing recruits. It's like, do we really think Cincinnati can stay in there without Luke Fickle, replacing him with, with you know, I, I just don't think it's going to work out for him. Not so. to mention the loss of Luke Fickle is a lot greater than the loss of Scott Satterfield for for Louisville, right? Because we, we know that well, Luke Fickle's a But also, coach. they replaced Scott Satterfield with uh, uh, Jeff Brom, right? Yeah, yeah but that's I, I just mean for, no, no, but, for but, but you're right for for uh, like morale for the program. Exactly. Yes, and that's that things are going up. That was my point here is these players could be feeling down for Cincy looking at a transfer portal. What's this program going to look like in the future? Where it's all up for Louisville. They want to look good for for Jeff Braun. We got a good coach coming in here. We're excited. So that's another reason why I'm on Louisville this game. Okay, <clears throat> love it. We're both on Louisville. He's going to go Cincy. Uh, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Of course it is. Just rolls right off the tongue. Right off it? the tongue. It's so catchy. Uh, you know, big fan of, of SRS Distribution. I know a lot about <laughs> them for sure. It, the, advanced Refrigeration. <laughs> the the Las Vegas Bowl. We've got Oregon State versus Florida. Love this matchup, by the way. You have Uh-oh. an SEC team that, you know, uh, had a lot of expectations and, and early season hype and then kind of fell off in Florida and Oregon State who just, you know, flew under the radar as far as Pac-12 teams go, a really good offensive team, and they're 10-point favorites here versus Florida, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, this number surprised me. I'm not going to lie. You know, I don't know what uh, – do we know if uh, what the status is for Anthony Richardson? Is he good to go for this bowl game? I didn't see anything indicating he'd be out, so. And he's not going pro yet uh, despite whatever, you know, mock draft we saw. Um, so, look, I, I think that – even though that... Nope, he's going to skip it. He is? To skip bull game, turn pro. Wow. Yep, this came out a Who few days ago. Who is going to draft him? Who? Yeah. I know the mock draft said one thing. Who in their right mind would draft him? Yeah, so I don't get it. He is done. D-U-N. So maybe that's what's being baked into this, to this number a little bit. But ultimately... Well, that and Florida's missing their best offensive lineman, best linebacker, three receivers. Right. So that all moves the line. They're missing a ton of. But what even they still, have. like, what what is the the talent gap for the second and third string Florida players versus that of Oregon State? It's, right. It's not as much as you might think. Like, or, or, or it's. I think that people assume that because Oregon State is Pac-12, Florida is SEC, there is this huge gap, which isn't the case. As a matter of fact, if you look at Football Outsiders' defensive rankings, all things adjusted stats, Oregon State, the number 17 defense in the country, Florida, 58th. So... Mm. Uh, don't you can't tell me Oregon State doesn't have the guys when it comes to matching up with Florida. That's why the line is what it is. And people often say it's like people sometimes ignore the line. It's like, well, this, this, this. That's why the line's ten, right? So I'm not saying I'm taking Oregon State here and it's a clear play. I'm saying that everyone's saying, oh, oh, because it's Pac-12, they're not going to have the guys to compete. I feel like that's a false narrative because it's a Pac-12. I don't know SEC if I matchup. would say because it's Pac-12. I would say because it's Oregon State versus exactly. Florida. Whatever you want to say. because It's not just that it's Pac-12. It's that a team that doesn't recruit at the top of the Pac-12 versus a team that's in one of the most talent-rich states in all of, in all of for, for college football. For whatever reason you want to say that people are going to underestimate Oregon State, I'm here to say that, that the, the math doesn't lie. And when you look at the pure numbers, Football Outsiders says the 17th best defense in Oregon State the 58th best defense for Florida. Yeah. Now, the offensive numbers slip, but we're mi- they're missing so much on offense. For sure. So I don't trust it to keep up. But and motivation will be all in Oregon State's favor, right? I've got a, 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 that's a huge factor as well. And it's the Vegas Bowl. Oregon State's going to party after the game. Florida, Florida's going to party when they get off the plane. So yeah. that's one thing I think. But one number that I can't get past, having said all of that, I can't take either side, which I'd go Oregon State. To me, it's Oregon State or pass. The reason why I can't, 
Billy Napier is he's he's been an underdog twenty one times at Florida. Yeah. Did you see this stat? No. Seventeen three and one Against as an underdog. Yeah, ATX. Wow. So you know, I don't know. Like I'm assuming that they're gonna get off the the the, the a plane and party. I'm assuming it's going to go that way. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's going to say, hey, we're missing our best lineman, best linebacker, three receivers, our quarterback. This is the t- This is our first game of next season. Exactly. We use yes. this. So if they do that, they're, they're pumped. They can keep this within 10. So so that's 17-3-1 scared. That's a real number. Yeah. And so uh, uh, it's a pass for me. But I do think Oregon State, there's a reason why they're minus 10, and it's not outrageous to me. Yeah, I don't think it's outrageous. But yeah, I mean, look, you said it like, it would be one thing if this was like Billy Napier's third year, and, and obviously it was a disappointing year for Florida, but ultimately like he's in rebuilding mode at Florida. So that first year, especially even though things were up and down for Florida, I think it's a lot easier for him to sell the players on like, hey, we got guys out, young guys, this is your opportunity to make a name for yourself going into next year. Let's build some momentum going into next year. Um, I like Florida plus 10. If it dropped below 10, I maybe would lean Oregon State, but if it's 10 points, ultimately, look, I, I think that Florida is, is talented enough to win this game. I just don't know if they're going to want it as much as Oregon State, and we know that with a you know, a lower level Pac-12 team, like the, the opportunity to play a team like Florida, who is a blue blood, like I think the Oregon State players are going to be very motivated. And that's what makes me nervous. But I do think that there, I think there is a talent gap in this case. And, and I'm going to go with Florida plus 10. All right. Uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. I don't like that Jimmy Kimmel has a it's, bowl I game. I don't either. It's so stupid. It's not... Uh, it's uh, has there ever been a bowl game that's sponsored by a guy or a person before? No, I think it's his own brand. That's what right. Jimmy Kimmel's but show, like you but... know, is this the future we're going down? Are we going to have like the Post Malone Sugar Bowl one day, or like you know, like the the Jake Paul fucking whatever bowl? <laughs> be, the, <laughs> be a lit <laughs> halftime show. That's it for sure. Be, yes. Be Look, I just don't think that uh, I, I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm not even like a Jimmy Kimmel hater. I just think it's weird that he sponsors the Los Angeles Bowl. But no, I did too. Um, we got Fresno State. I got to bet this game. Three and a half points versus Washington State. Got to bet this game. I'm, I I want to know what your bet is, frankly, because uh, everything is telling me to bet Washington State here. I think I think Washington State was a really good team all year. They played a lot of teams tough. Um, they kind of fell off a little bit towards the end of the year, I would say. But I think that they're a tough team. And I think that even though Fresno State traditionally is one of these great underdog teams that you do want to bet on, for them to be three-and-a-half-point favorites here over Washington State, I don't see it. I, I'll take the uh, the Cougars plus three-and-a-half here, Tyler. Ryan, we got a bed board game. All right, so let's talk chapters. Will, you're a book guy, right? You like books. Yeah. I like books. You like books. Not as much as some. Let's talk chapters. I've read a couple. So... Fresno's. What's the last book you read, Tyler? Uh, well, I listen to my books. So okay. I don't know. Do you count that? Because if yeah. not, I mean, well, it counts. I'm you, reading. You, a, you you took the knowledge in. You took the knowledge in. Yes, I'm reading a book right now. It's called uh, "Then One Year" by uh, Chris Andrews. Good okay. book uh, about bookmaking during COVID. Smitty, what about you? Last book you read? Uh, or last book I to? read was "48 Laws of Power." Okay, that's a popular one. That's a lot. I, I haven't read that. I've heard it's a good one. Are you supposed is, to remember all the laws? It's um, like write what's, them down? what's law eighteen? Yeah, it's oh, a lot hell, of laws. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's very um, dense, but it's very cool because a lot of 
a lot of it is just taking different excerpts from history from different leaders, you That's know, cool. um, and, and just showing an example of how they prove their power, like from Julius Caesar, Genghis Khan, wow, whatever sweet. it is. So it's cool. I'll definitely out. recommend Shout it. out Genghis Khan. Shout Last <laughs> book I listened to was I'd Like to Play Alone, Please by Tom Segura. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, I love <laughs> Tom Segura. All right, uh, so I love the book talk there. So yeah. let's go to let's go to Fresno's club. first scene, right? <laughs> like, like the first couple chapters, they were horrible, very very bad. They started one and four. I mean, where people expected Fresno to be compared to that start, a lot of fans wrote them off, and I get it. They look bad, but they ended the year with eight straight wins, including winning the Mountain West Championship. Yeah, so. I went a little deeper and looked game by game and saw, because you guys know how I like my efficiency numbers. It boils game, boils things down to efficiency adjusted, or excuse me, uh, opponent adjusted, uh, taking out garbage time. How were you on third down? Key situations. Fresno State, those first five games, one and four, they were 92nd in the country. Since then, 19th. I mean, number 19 in, in, in all of college football. It's a, it's hysterical, the, the, the turnaround. So... I know Washington State is sneaky good, and I think they'll get plenty of money, but my question is, does it translate X's and O's wise? Fresno State can can throw the football. They're going to have a lot up their sleeve in the pass game. Washington State generally does well stopping the run, running the football. It's not a great matchup, I think, and I believe Fresno can get points, can get margin. They're going to be pumped up to play a Pac-12 opponent, so I'm going to go Fresno State minus three and a half here. I think it's a good number, and... Uh, We'll take the dogs. We got a bet board. I mean, incredible. I, I'm excited that we have one on, on this bowl of all bowls, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Um, <laughs> you, you know, one of my personal favorites. So, okay, I'll take Washington State plus three and a half. All right. The Lending Tree Bowl. Uh, Lending Tree. Played in bastards. in Mobile, Alabama. Look, Tyler, it, I think it's, I got to pick this game. It's a nice service that they offer, you know, advances on your paycheck at like 500% interest. Screw Lending Bowl. Um, Southern Miss. <laughs> think about it later. It's fine. <laughs> Southern Miss uh, minus six and a half versus Rice. Now, uh, a lot of people are asking, hey, why is Rice in this bowl game? They didn't win six games. They went five and seven. I know stupid academic nonsense. They well, they always like even this out. If they don't have enough teams that went six and six, I don't really know how that works because I, I thought the math would make it that there was always like an even number of wins distributed or, or, or whatever. But uh, maybe it has to do with like facing FCS. Schools. Leave it to college football. Um, Southern Miss not that much better though. So they went six and six in the Sun Belt, and so for a Conference USA team, five and seven, like. Not the most exciting matchup, that's so, for sure. So just to go in depth on that, the reason why they got in at five and seven, it's called the APR, the academic progress rate. Oh, really? I thought you were joking. Don't they no, actually it's, give it's it to the thing. smarter kids. Yeah, because it, it said in an article, it said because I, I, I looked up. Would they like, get why, in over? Why, why is Rice getting in? And it said the APR. So I had to look up what is APR, and it said the academic progress rate. So I'm assuming it's it has to do with that. Okay, team Fair academics. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I to me, I just I don't want to pick either of these teams because I think they both suck. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to go with Southern Miss minus six and a half to cover the touchdown. We don't have a bet board. Oh. I want Southern Miss as well. Minus six. Like Will said, Rice had a nice season five and seven. But I mean, I just see a power ratings difference here. Plus, uh, there's a lot of conflicting news here. Like Rice's quarterback is, is expected to be out Their Their backup third string is getting reps this season or th- th- this uh, this week. Uh, I'm hearing different things about the offensive line. I'm hearing different things about their their secondary. A lot of question marks with Rice. So even if it's all good and everything you're hearing is inaccurate and they're going to play, I still don't think six is a good number. Uh, both teams actually are really, really bad. You look up advanced stats, it's like 108, 110, 111. But 
I do see Southern Miss as a pretty good D, 58th overall. Uh, so we'll go Southern Miss, minus six. I think they pull away in the Lending Tree Bowl. And Rice may need a loan for their dinner, Rice <laughs> dinner that night. Wow. For, Reaching. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like a wasabi joke. That would have been a little more topical. White or brown? I like, uh, I mean, it depends on what the meal is. I, I prefer Chipotle. If you're brown. Brown. Ryan? Brown. Although mm-hmm. my real favorite is the basmati, like the Indian rice. Oh, yeah. Indian basmati is great. So delicious. Fucking hipster. So, so there you go. You don't so really eat Indian food, do you? I don't, you're, you're kind of a picky eater. No, 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 no. See... I'm not picky at all. I see. Not necessarily you're picky. Con- I feel like just won't really step out of the box a big, yes, t- big it, time. I, I will eat anything, but I, I have my habits. I'm very habit driven. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm a habit. You like what, what, what you're used to. Yes. But I'm not picky at all. I would say yeah, I'm, I'm was very, the last time you had good Indian food. Walji's not eating chicken vindaloo. Oh my gosh. Oh, chicken. So vindaloo. delicious. <laughs> so uh, good, so good delicious. Indian food. I would say we should do a podcast dinner sometime and go to little India in Denver. That's like a legit so good off season. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. Um, okay. Fair enough. We're both on Southern Miss. The New Mexico Bowl. Southern uh, uh, SMU, sorry, we just went from one SMU to Southern Methodist, minus five and a half versus BYU. A couple of uh, religious schools. What do you know? Um, Look, to me, this is all about motivation. BYU was like a preseason top 25 team. People really thought they were going to be good, and they've had a horrible year. I mean, they went seven and five. Um, Their defense has been terrible. Uh, I think that Kalani Sataki may find himself on the the hot seat, and it's not a good time when they're moving into the Big Twelve. What next year? No, I'd go or or the, uh, the the year after. I can't remember, yeah. but um, I I think that SMU again, like this is similar to kind of uh, the argument I made with Florida is that like it's a new coach with Rhett Lashley. Yeah, they lost Sonny Dykes, who's killing it at TCU right now, right? But these are different vibes in the programs between SMU and between in between BYU. Um, and I think that SMU will be more excited to play a team like BYU than the other way around. Uh, and I think that their offense is going to score a lot of points and that the BYU defense we've seen is really bad. I'm going to take the Mustangs here minus five and a half, Tyler. This is a total pass for me and I don't have a lot and it's simple. I don't know what the hell I'm getting out of BYU this game. They don't have anyone, it seems. Their quarterback, Jaron Hall's out. Huge, huge line movement here. Um, SMU really isn't much better in yards per play, yards per game margin, but injury is such a big factor. I can't do anything with this game, so I'm passing. As more news emerges and as we get closer to the game, everyone out there will be able to get better information on what they want to do, but right now, too much uh, <laughs> misinformation and too much out there that I don't want to bet this game, so it's a pass for me. Why did you throw the I Ohio State helmet? come back this way. Why did you <laughs> throw? Tyler just put the Ohio State mini helmet on my desk trying to fuck with me, and you know why I threw it, but I literally threw it towards Smitty and it ended up behind rolled. me. <laughs> yeah. What well, the fuck just happened? That's the world telling you keep the helmet there. It's it's bad luck and uh, I want you fine, to look fair at enough. it. Yeah. Whatever. I want what? you to stare at it. 2-0 against them last two years, so that's fine. Uh, we move on to the Frisco Bowl. Frisco, Texas. Um, you know what's funny? This one not in a football stadium. It's in a football stadium. This is where uh, FC Dallas plays. Oh. So it's actually not a bad like soccer stadium is not a bad place yeah. for a football game. The the fields aren't that different, so I'm cool with it. Um Boise State versus North Texas. The Broncos are ten and a half point favorites here. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is in Dallas. We got North Texas. Maybe it's a bit of a home field advantage. Yeah, the travel isn't that much further, but I would wager that Boise State fans are going to travel uh, uh very well. I think they have a good fan base that will travel for this game. 
And so I don't think it's going to be that big of a home field advantage for North Texas. I do like this North Texas team. I think that, um, you know, they, they would be, I don't know, in, in this spot, I, I would normally pick, you know, the underdog here playing in the home state when it comes to playing against Boise State. But I actually think that Boise State just is the better team here. And even though 10 and a half points is a lot, uh, there's a reason for that favor. So I'm going to take the Broncos here, uh, 10 and a half. Yeah, this is an interesting game for me. Uh, probably a pass, but, uh, you know, North Texas, did you mention they're going to have an interim head coach? No, I did not. Uh, Phil Bennett uh, is going to be the interim this game, but, you know, he's got a lot of experience. He's, he's got a head show. coach. He's got OC experience. So I wonder, you know, can they mix it up? Do they have enough? And I'm just not so sure if they'll be able to. Uh, Boise, by the way, has looked better and better this year, and it's funny. When they got rid of Hank ba- uh, Hank Bachmeyer yep. and they got rid of their offensive coordinator, they looked a lot better. Their stats rose, their their uh, advanced metrics rose. So it's kind of hard to evaluate Boise this year because they've been such a different team start of the year to end of the year. Uh, look at efficiency ratings, Boise 59th overall, North Texas 92nd. So I lean Boise but pass. I wonder about North Texas's motivation. And frankly, I wonder about Boise's motivation. This is not what Boise signed up for when they were recruiting – these players, think about the bowl games Boise was playing in. Very true. It wasn't North Texas in the, in the first week of the year. So uh, major question with that. For that reason, I can't take Boise here. Pass for me. Lean, slight lean with uh, Boise. Okay, fair enough. We move on to Monday's games, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Hey, hey Myrtle Beach. The hey. Myrtle Beach. I've never been to Myrtle Beach. I've heard great things. I've never been nope. to South Carolina. I've been to Turtle Beach. Let me tell you. I have spent you? a month there one weekend. Have you? I don't think you have. I don't know if that... Is there a place... Give it a Goog, Smitty. Is there a Turtle Beach? I'm sure there is somewhere. I'm sure there is. It's like in the Galapagos There's or something. There's probably some trashy beach in Florida or something. It's my yeah. go-to beach. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's a big beach guy. He loves sand. Um, uh, we've got Marshall versus Yukon. Sand is the glitter of nature. You know, glitter's like manufactured. I hate sand and glitter so much. Sand is. I just came You're up. with You're just like Larry. Uh, Larry David. You don't like. You don't like the beach. I don't like the beach. That's so insane no. to me. The beach is such a wonderful place no, to be. Not. There's a reason why There's people move so to beach places, many beach communities, places. Turtle Beach. I don't like beach those people in Sarasota County, Florida. All yeah. right, there we go. <laughs> Love it. Shout out beach. Shout out Turtle Beach. Shout out Myrtle Beach. Um, <laughs> the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Marshall minus ten versus Yukon. Uh, I'm. I, 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 there's nothing that's going to keep me away from taking UConn here strictly from a motivational standpoint. I love, again, we're, we're always talking about motivation in bowl games. And even though I think this Marshall team is good, they were a really good team uh, this year. They were a good team last year. They're dangerous. I think there's a reason why they're 10-point favorites here. UConn has been an incredible team in an under underdog scenario this year. They've been good against the spread. Uh, Jim, is it Jim Mora? Who's yes. that? Uh, an incredible job at UConn this year, getting them bowl eligible when no one, including me, thought that was something that was even remotely possible this year. Um, I think all of the motivation is in their is in their favor. What does Marshall have to gain? Oh, great. Uh, we get to beat UConn. Like that, that means nothing to them. UConn getting a bowl win here would be massive. I think they could actually win this game. It's an interesting money line play, in my opinion, but I like UConn plus 10 here, Tyler. Ryan, we got a bet board game. Wow. Uh, For someone who's been all over UConn this year, I'm actually surprised. Exactly. I have been all over UConn that, this year, and that's actually part of like what I was going to say is... They're a public team. I've had money behind them. I've been on them since the get-go, but... Actually, when you really look at it, and I love UConn, I love Jim Mora, but they're not as good as their record may say. They got a couple lucky wins in there. As a matter of fact, they were outgained by almost 90 yards per game. 
that's that's not what you get from bowl teams. And and uh, to look at Marshall in that same stat, they outgain their opponents 113 yards per game. So it's a very very different. I I just think that Marshall has so much more talent. This is a disparity. They're they're going against UConn, who their over under was one and a half wins. So when you look at the talent they have, I know Will's right. I don't disagree. They're going to be pumped up. The motivation edge is with UConn, for sure. But it's not enough for me to overcome 10 points here. I think 10 points is, is generous for, for Marshall, and I think there is going to be money behind UConn here. Currently, it's a 50-50 split, but I have been on UConn since before the season. I know about this team, but they've got injuries. I mean, they, they dealt with different quarterbacks this year, and Marshall just is going to be better up front. I do think O-line, D-line have a big... Uh, big uh, factor in my handicap here. So despite the total of 41 points, which is going up, I think Marshall minus 10 is a play. So bet board again. Wow. Incredible. Two bet board games already. And I feel really good about both of them. Not going to lie. You feel good about every game. Not going to lie. Well, I feel good about all of my picks. Every, every single, I think in the history of the show, every bet we've had, which they've obviously been like 59% winners for me. Will goes that exact same thing. He goes, Oh, I love it. I'm so glad that just happened. Hey man, you gotta, you gotta stand for what you believe in, except for in those uh, specific bar scenarios where you want to argue. I just love that, that you think that your confidence has something to do with the outcome of these. No, I'm not saying it has to do with like the outcome. The more... I think that that uh, that it's a good thing that I'm. Yeah, I mean, what am I going to just sit here and go? What you're but you're, good but you're not one, supposed Tyler. to just go. Oh my god, I can't believe you did that. Well, look, I'm, I'm not so going to. I'm not going to put my savings that on that one. Game. But uh, am I willing to to put my pride for the bet board on? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. um, Tuesday's games. We've got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I mean, a classic. An absolute classic, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I actually loved, like, of all the the bowls that have silly names, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl has become a staple, I feel like, and it shouldn't go anywhere. It's the OG. Um, San Jose, it is the OG. San Jose State, and we love potatoes, as we talked about (laughs) earlier. San Jose State, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite here versus Eastern Michigan. Um, We have, you know, uh, Mountain West team versus the MAC. Uh, ultimately, what I think the difference in this game is, I think San Jose State has a much better defense. Eastern Michigan's defense hasn't been very good, even in the MAC, which is not saying something. Um, I think San Jose State scores a lot of points in this one, and I'm not sure that Eastern Michigan can keep up. So I'm taking the San Jose State Trojans. Are they also the Trojans? A lot of tro- Spartans. 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 That's what it is. Uh, I like San Jose State minus three and a half. <laughs> Ryan, we got a bad board game. We are going Eastern Michigan here. Eastern Michigan plus four is the play. This is one of my bad board games. Tyler's never one, even been to Eastern one Michigan. One of my games. What a joke. So what I do for some of these, uh, well, for every game, and I highlight it in, the, in a handicap when it's appropriate, I look at how these teams play on the road. This San Jose State team, big play percentage, okay? How do they do on third and eight, third and ten, second and long? It drops from 61st in the country to 118th in the country when they go on the road. They can't stop anybody, and it doesn't seem like they're comfortable leaving the cozy confines of their home stadium. Now, on the other hand, Eastern Michigan 5-1 and one on the road. I mean, for God's sake, they beat Arizona State in Arizona this year. This is a team that can score, move the football. And in bowl games, I like to take these weird underdog teams no one knows about that can move the football, right? There's one thing to play great defense in your conference, not to have a great schedule, and to, to keep these low-scoring games. Eastern Michigan can move the football. they got a lot of good players, so I feel comfortable backing them up. I mean, they've got the stats to compete with a team like San Jose State, which, by the way, 
I wonder about the motivation for San Jose State. I really do. But you look at uh, uh, Eastern Michigan's offense, they rushed the ball for just shy of uh, 1,700 yards, 22 touchdowns. Samson Evans, one of their running backs, had 1,100 yards himself. And the receiving core, very, very spread out. A lot of talent, don't, don't know who to stop. No one with more than 47 catches, but they have a total of 226 in the team for 2,600 yards and 21 touchdowns. So 43 total touchdowns this year. This is an offense that can move the football. They'll be motivated to score. And I think that San Jose State may get jumped on here. And it may be a quick like, oh, my God, this team came to play. So uh, Eastern Michigan plus four. It's a bet board game. Okay. Wow. I mean, again, that one, I, I, this one, I won't say I feel really great yeah. about. Okay. Uh-huh. To, to, to counter what I you think were just, saying. I think it's just because I brought light to it. Now he's thinking about it. Now he's just trying to. <laughs> uh, the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. I mean, again, Smitty just rolls right off the top. Incredible branding. <laughs> roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. You know, maybe it's like specific to that one because they're looking for people with like hurricane damage. I was, I was going to say, I bet roofing companies in Florida clean up. Roofclaim.com. <laughs> uh, big time. Shout out. For all uh, your roofing needs. <laughs> uh, yeah, the big sponsor of the show. Clean up so much they can afford a bull. <laughs> That's how much that money they I make. don't like companies that have to have .com in their name. It just sounds... It sounds too like a What's desperate. another one? Uh, sounds too startup. Dot yeah. com. Do, 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 dot com. What's that one? I don't know. No. I'm not sure. Mm, anyway. Kit Kat. Um, <laughs> Boca Raton Bowl. We got Toledo. Five-point favorite here versus Liberty. Uh, of course, Hugh Freeze takes off for the, the Auburn job, so he's gone. Um, Liberty was an independent school, but obviously he's been really good the last few years. There's, there's a reason why Hugh Freeze was considered for this Auburn job is that he's a really good uh, coach, a uh, good offensive mind, and Toledo, again, a Mac school. So it's just an interesting matchup, I think, when you consider like uh, you know an independent team that plays maybe a tougher schedule, I think, than, than a Mac team. But that being said, I know I mentioned... Everyone associates Hugh Freeze with good offense, I think. Their offense hasn't been that good this year. Even when Hugh Freeze was there, they were only scoring 28 points per game. Um, you know, I think losing uh, Malik Willis was his name uh, to to the pros had a big effect on that. But, you know, their defense was actually the one that was kind of keeping them in games more more so than their offense. And when you look at Toledo, I think they're a team that, that can score a little bit. Um, I, you know, I, look, I don't love this matchup. Again, this isn't a game that I have a really strong play on. For that reason, like I would, I would normally lean Liberty again, being five point underdogs here. But I do think losing Hugh Freeze is probably worth. I think that's why this line is what it is. I think if Hugh Freeze is there, Liberty is probably it's probably like a pick 'em or Liberty. Liberty is favored. Honestly, I think it's that much. Um, and I don't know what the motivation is for Liberty again losing their head coach. Where's the program headed? So. I, I'm going to go Toledo minus five here. I'm going to stick with, with my Maction picks, uh, I guess excluding Eastern Michigan, but uh, I picked Miami of Ohio. I'm going to take the Rockets here minus five, Tyler. Okay, uh, real quick, that uh, San Jose, Eastern Michigan, that was that line was four, right? Uh, three and a half. No, it's four. That's what I thought we were going back and forth. I thought, I thought you said three and a half. I just looked it up. Bet US, it's four. It's four in plenty of places right now. Okay. So. All right, whatever. I'm still going to stick with it. I'm sticking with the Spartans. Okay, but I just wanted to, yes, that okay. was four. Is this, the Toledo uh, line still five? Is that it right? It is five. Okay. Currently five, yes. Yeah, I'm going with the Rockets. I'm also going with Toledo here. Um, when I look at the stats, both these teams actually look pretty good. Toledo, 51st yards per game. Liberty, 45th. Toledo, 31st yards per game against Liberty, 28th. So Liberty actually, actually both these teams, I'd say it's like, Wow, I didn't expect to see that. Very, very good uh, uh, stats for both teams. Similar strength of schedule, 118th, 108th. So really 
two mirror images of one another, but I see Liberty, a team that got worse through the season. And we'll mention Hugh Freeze. I think that was a distracted head coach, and here's why. So listen to this. This is very, very interesting. I got this from another handicapper. Uh, his name is Brad Powers, and he posted this. This is this is very interesting. The Flames, Liberty, the Flames, lost their last three games of the season outright as double-digit favorites, failing to cover by 29 points per game. 29 he, he was checked out. points per game. In the regular season finale, they lost by 35 as a 24-point favorite, failing to cover the spread by 59 points in a single game is historically bad. It's the worst result in any college football game in four years. Wow. And it's in the top 10 worst performances since 1990. With Hugh Freeze gone, they have an interim head coach. They'll be taking a, uh, they'll be taking on a Toledo team that's already better than them in the stats. So I agree with Will. Toledo minus five seems to be the play here. And uh, I'm going to make it a, a bet for me as well. Okay, so we're both in the Rockets. Be- By the way, talk about low-key, under-the-radar, um, underappreciated. What was the, what, were, what else was thrown it in there? It is the sneaky good, low-key, ultra-legit, very watchable, but no, not, not bowl game. Oh. Helmets. <laughs> Toledo. Cool, uh, very underrated yeah. mascot being like uh, space-oriented. And I don't know why... What the association is with Toledo and, and space travel. I don't know if maybe they have like a... If their school was big with like, uh, you know, astronomy or something. But the Rockets are cool. They have a cool mascot. I love their helmets. Um, I agree. All good things you want to factor into uh, betting when you have your money on the line. Am I right, Tyler? I agree good, sir. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, last but not least, the game, it's a week from today. It'll probably be on while we're recording. Uh, but the, the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. R&L, those bastards. So I, I had to Google them because, again, just not like a really... It means right and left, doesn't right it? Right and left carriers. Uh, it's a privately owned American freight and shipping company based in Wilmington, Ohio. Dude, those freight and shipping companies, how do they stack those things on top of each other without them falling off? Cranes. 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 Ooh, yep. you simple, what? simple machines, I one might say. Levies and uh and or levers and pulleys and such. Wheels. Took my levy simple by the machines. lever and the lever was dry. <laughs> uh we've got South Alabama minus four versus Western Kentucky here. You have a, a Conference USA team in Western Kentucky that went 8-5 and, five and uh, versus a Sunbelt team. South Alabama, 10-2, and two, by the way. Really good record for them. And head coach, Kane Womack. Tell me you don't know that name before me saying it right Love now. Kane Womack. Kane Womack. Yeah. Um, two teams that score a lot of points and have pretty good defenses. South Alabama is only giving up... They're giving up less than 20 points per game uh, on the season. You know, look... Ultimately, I think a lot of this comes down to, do you think the Sun Belt is better than Conference USA? How do those teams stack up? Because obviously you have one with a better record, but you know Western Kentucky is a tough team. Um, right. I, I think that the Conference USA is, is a good conference with a lot of good teams, and the Hilltoppers have traditionally just been like kind of a, a, a sneaky underdog team. Um, I'm hesitant to, to take South Alabama here as four-point favorites, Tower. I think that these are two teams that both will be excited about playing in the New Orleans Bowl, frankly. And so I don't think one team has the edge when it comes to motivation. motivation. Um, maybe South Alabama doesn't get as many opportunities as Western Kentucky, but I love the Hilltoppers. I love their, uh, their logo and their, their mascot. And so I'm going to go with the Hilltoppers and the points here, Tyler. Western Kentucky plus four. Ryan, we got a bet board game here. Um, I'm taking South Alabama minus four here. To me, this is a clear, and this was a question mark, but it's a clear South Alabama or pass for me. 
I don't think Western Kentucky's a side at all. And it's for a lot of reasons. You talk about distractions. This is one distracted team. First of all, quarterback Austin Reed enters the transfer portal, then exits the transfer portal, then thinks about getting back in the transfer portal, and then decides, no, 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 I'm staying out of the transfer portal. Weird situation. I don't know if I'm confident betting on a quarterback like that. Meanwhile, best two offensive linemen gone through transfers. Best two tight ends, which you may say, what do you mean best two tight ends? This isn't the only two tight ends? Yeah, pretty much. Gone through transfer portal, and they haven't, none of those players have like looked back at all. So they're gone, done with the team. This is going to be a completely different offense, which by the way, that's why they won this year when they scored points. And South Alabama is going to be, according to my ratings, the third best defense Western Kentucky has seen all year. This is a healthy, motivated team. And you know what? South Alabama actually really, surprisingly, not bad in stats. They've got the 42nd best offensive line, the 54th best defensive line. And I know that's not great, but it's not bad considering they're going against Western Kentucky, who ranks 95th and 101st in those same categories. So I just think that South Alabama is the better, healthier, more motivated team, especially without Western Kentucky's best offensive linemen, best two tight ends, I'm going South Alabama minus four here. Bet board game. Yeah, you're a big. You've all, you've for years been a big Kane Womack guy. Well, you that, know this much we know. Here's the thing: Kane um, sugar is the best kind of sugar there is, and then Womack reminds me of wombat. You, you talk about a, a predator. I like a wombat. Yeah, but if you just look up Big Red Western Kentucky Kentucky's uh, mascot, yeah. it's one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your <laughs> life. He looks like Grimace from. He's like a red Grimace. Mm. Uh, you know the the McDonald's thing. Look, so um, Grimace to their limits, and the Grimace was dry. Yes, uh, incredible stuff. Um, yeah, look, <laughs> uh, I I just like uh, I like the Hilltoppers. By the way, did you know? That they refer to all their women's sports teams not as the Hilltoppers, just the Lady Toppers, which is an interesting thing. You'd think they'd be the Lady Hilltoppers, or why can't Hilltoppers be women too? Huh. Lady, but toppers. they're the Lady Toppers, sounds which like, uh, also in, sounds like something funny. Sounds it's like not. me in college. Uh, 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 okay, but, um, so we have four bet board games, right? We got here. I got them down here. So we got bet board. I got South Alabama minus four. You got West Kentucky plus four. Yep. I have Mar- uh, Marshall minus ten. You have UConn plus ten. Yep. I have San Eastern Jose Michigan. State, yeah. I have Eastern Michigan plus four. Famous you have San Jose State Bowl. plus four. I've got Fresno State minus three and a half. You have Washington State plus three and a half. And that's it. Yes. I'm gonna call my shot. I'm going. Four. I'm going three have, and one in these four games. I also I'm going have three and one. I'm adding to my bets that I'm counting on the uh, total record. I'm adding Louisville minus one and a half. We're on the same side there. Okay. I'm adding Southern Miss minus six. We're on the same side there. And I'm adding Toledo minus five. We're on the same side there. Okay. Love it. Um, we're going to be breaking down the really big bowl games next week. Yes, we are. And uh, before we go, I have one quick thing. Okay. One nugget. So let me know when you're one done. Quick and nugget. I got I'm done. Thing. I'm done. Give us the quick nugget. Okay. This is totally non-football related. So if you're done with the football, you can tune is out now. Is it nugget related? It's, it's, it's two nuggets that keep me up at night that I want your guys' input on. Okay. So if you're done, you're done. This is only for like sleep. the real listeners. This yeah. One. Okay. The hardcore. So the college fir- football tailgate after dark. It is. This is- <laughs> All right. The first one is what is the opposite of hungry? Is it thirsty or no, is it not full. hungry? That's full. Satiated. And here's ah, why. A- Smitty with the big words. Here's why it's not a qu- as quick as you may think. Full. Is w- when you think about I'm being full. full, it's usually when you think about being full, it's usually not that much longer until you're hungry again, right? So yeah, but being that's... hungry and full, it's only a scale that you get that you can fill up. It, you, you never get to the opposite. I think no, the opposite you do. Would you be, get full. Because when you're like full, when you eat like a what you know you know what I'm talking about when you eat the massive meal to the point where like 
you're laying on the couch and you're worried like each burp is dangerous that you might you might vomit up <laughs> yes. all the food you just ate That's that is the full. that is the opposite of of hungry okay all right well i'm glad you guys jumped on that because you can't that. be hungry and full at the same time you could be hungry and thirsty at the same time tyler mm. okay wow. just, i appreciate we just that. solved that nugget solved it next <laughs> nugget let's solve this one if the temperature is one degree and it's supposed to be twice as warm tomorrow it's going to be two degrees obviously right if the weather is 20 degrees and it's supposed to be twice as warm tomorrow, it's going to be 40 degrees, right? That would be, yes. If the weather is zero degrees and it's supposed to be twice as warm tomorrow, how warm is it supposed to be tomorrow? Well, it can't be twice as warm as zero degrees. That's, I mean, you're the guy that's the math person. Exactly. Tyler. This you is what be. keeps me up at night. Why? I guess it's like a theoretical Tyler. like oxymoron, right? You can't, they, you, it can't be. We're talking to someone who, who's taking math classes through MIT. Yes. And he's asking us about what's I just two feel times like zero. Tyler at night is upstairs in his bedroom like rain, man. Like, <laughs> if it's zero degrees, whatever, and it's double, it's supposed to be double. Essentially, that's it, what's it going on here. You're, you're asking a question and, that, that but, cannot be. Nothing can be. It can't be twice as warm as zero. Okay. Well, are you sure about that? What about twice as warm as negative one? Well, now you're getting into the weeds. There, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yes. Math stuff. Mm-hmm. Math. I mean, we're, we're really... We're solving big so these problems are the things here. that keep me up when I say I got to bring that up on the show. But I also said I'm going to bring it up at the very end as not to piss anybody off. Yeah. Well, timestamp it. Timestamp the, uh, <laughs> the time d- stamp, double negatives. We timestamp the shit out of these things yes, just to make sure people know. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod, Instagram, College Football Tailgate. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking. To, we'll, we'll do a Sunday show after the bowl games, I assume. But if not, we'll see you next Wednesday. So yeah. uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you then.